on your cleats and buckle up for a wild ride around the diamond of deception. Welcome to the 643 Conspiracy, where we swing for the truth. And knock conspiracy theories out of the park. Welcome back, everybody. This is the 643 Conspiracy Podcast. I'm your boy, Hank, and we got another dugout session for you coming this way. Uh, we've got some another uh, great guest for you tonight. Uh, all are first-timers on the show, but I've known all three of them since before tonight. Uh, John, the Fed is in the house with the How the Hell Did We Wind Up Here podcast. What's going on? We've got Luis and the captain himself, Jim Bob Oval Shorts in the house. Fellas, how are we doing? Hi there, hi there. How you doing this evening? Good. Hey, anytime I wake up on this side of the dirt, it's a good day. End of a really long, hot week down here getting my ass kicked by the heat. So I'm really yeah. looking forward to this weekend, just <laughs> not doing too much. How have y'all been? I can agree there on the heat this week. It's, it's been a bit of a scorcher this week out there where I, down here where I'm at. So here it's nice. So yes, you're, it you're, was, you're in the landscape. It was 109 today. So that says that's that that says it all. Coasty. Yeah, a little bit. So well, really for- no, go ahead, Luis. I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say so- soon you know you get to a temperature where you don't need to use your house for cooking. You just go outside, leave the food outside, and it'll just cook by itself. I I've seen some I seen some lady bake in Texas bake bread in her mailbox. Yeah, I was just gonna say that that uh, there's people out here doing that. I think that's pretty wild. I mean, it's it's plausible though. Yeah. It take a little while, but hey, I mean, right on. Takes Free energy. 40, it takes about 40 minutes and that's it. Free Actually, energy. Pretty fast. Free right. One, one way to take care of something throughout the day without having to spend any money on it. That's for sure. Man, you ain't joking. But then you got to go back outside in the heat to go get it. That's the problem. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, and, you know, see over here, it's it's been running around 100, but then like, out there on the blacktop when you're out in the middle of nowhere on top of the humidity that that hundred is baking real quick to a lot more than a hundred like yeah. I, you know, I don't care what you say like in that ooh, it's it's been a it's been a scorcher this week i don't mind it though i'm the guy that's not going to complain about the summer because i hate the winter it makes me hurt and i don't like to deal with the cold i, I did my time dealing with all that i'm going to complain about it all the time anybody will listen even if they don't want to listen i'm going to complain about it I'm going to complain when it's winter and when it's the summer. So I True used to story. really be big fans of the summer until I, I started this welding job I've had for the last couple of years. And I just, man, the summers are unbearable. And it's just rough. When you're pissing sweat off your elbows, it's rough. <laughs> I don't know how people do it. I make, I make decent money and I've got, I mean, I'm, I work, I'm one of three employees that's not the owner's family. And so it's a really small family owned company. Um, I have a lot of freedoms you could say that come along with working for that, you know, 
family-like environment. Uh, if I have a family emergency or whatever, I don't have to be uh, worried about losing my job, you know, to go take care of something that needs to be taken care of. So it, it's really cool. That's nice. I, I can, I can feel pretty into that where I'm there. There's probably 12 people in my entire company and most of them have been there since the guy that currently owns its father owned it. So like, it's, it's, they've only been around, they've been around since like the eighties or whatever, but it's just a, something that I've always known how to do. And I found myself there after all the pandemic stuff happened. And I would, I refuse to cooperate with corporations that I was currently working for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, I really appreciate y'all coming on. This is only the, the second go round of this little round table. I call it the dugout sessions. Uh, this would be the second inning. Uh, have y'all heard about the um, Michigan people that got locked up, the 16 people that just got uh, arrested and charged with uh, felonies in Michigan because they uh, called themselves – certified alternate uh electors oh yeah the when when it was in 2020 they were faking that they were part of the like the electoral college and somehow they got away with it and then it affected temporarily the election results to a degree probably oh so cool they were able I've, i've heard that there's there's quite commonly slate different slates of alternate electors on standby for whatever reason. So I didn't, you know, I I haven't dived deep into it yet, but there's a I just thought it was link with I haven't heard anything of, about it. <clears throat> there's a link with a little bit of info about, you know, the, the the fake electors being and and like, you know, there's I've heard some spill about more election stuff, but see I'm 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 to the point of like if it really affected anything, do you really think they'd let us do it? Like I've, I've figured they were rigged long before the whole Donald Trump thing even happened. I've been screaming it for years because you can go back and see where there were computer fudges during the Reagan administration that actually had some random African-American fellow when the presidential election, when Reagan was because of a computer glitch. And then they all of a sudden like redid it and Reagan became president and he wasn't even the popular vote at the time. Like they've been, they've been rigging them for quite some time. Yeah. I don't know. The question, the question I always ask when I see stuff like this is why is it coming out now? Like, what is it? What is it that they're trying to distract us away from? Cause it seems Absolutely. like anything, anything that comes out now is just a distraction mechanism more than anything else. At least in in my viewpoint. Well, that's so, absolutely so what much it is. so. I mean, it's all it's all just either fear porn or look over here, look at the right. left hand, not the right. Like, I I don't watch the TV. I don't I don't watch news on the TV. I get Man, I get I, all of my mainstream news I'm, headlines from alternate sources. I, I'm I'm quite depressing. It takes a lot for me to sit down and enjoy something like it. It I try, but I'm I'm just always so busy with everything else I got going on that it's been so long since I've truly sat down and watched something. Like I'm like catch a movie with my kids or something every now and then, but that's golly, that's about as far as it's gone. And there's I think there's a big difference in especially in talking to people that 
watch the regular news every day like my work partner for example he'll he'll come into work every day telling me something about whatever was on the news the evening before and i'm just like oh yeah i was like well i totally designed this meme check this out like laugh at this instead of worrying about whatever the hell they're talking about (laughs) you can always tell when 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 somebody's only getting their information from the tv because every day it's something new that they're up in arms about like they they can never stay focused for more than three or four days on one specific topic or go deep into it other than what's being put out there isn't it currently aren't they all in a tissy over uh some pop singers song or something recently jason aldean's uh tried in a small town or whatever that song yeah which has been out since may yeah he wrote it in september or something like that (laughs) it's it's been out for a while. Well, apparently it's uh, number one on the Billboard charts thanks to whatever's going on. Like I did see that, so they did a they did a good job at making it the number one song in the country. That that they did do. I mean, I've I've been not liking Jason Aldean since before it was cool, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let me. I mean, I it. See, I don't. Country country went a way different direction. Like if you want to take me back to some Conway Twitty or some David Allen Co. or something like that, like maybe we can have a conversation. But like uh, nowadays, I think it's just another vent, another vessel for pop music, kind of like rap. Like it's just all it, it all sounds the same to me. Maybe they don't actually getting old. make music to mean any. Well, the music that's being made that actually means something isn't being put on your radio. Yeah, it's not being put on your radio across every genre because there's still plenty of artists out here, actual musicians that learn that spend their whole life devoted to their craft, which is their instrument or their, you know, their talents. And they actually provide this world with sustenance instead of just bullshit, which is what's on the radio. There's so much good stuff in your in your I, I encourage you to check out your local music scene. It might just be some older fellows covering stuff, but I bet you they're putting some heart into it and it sounds real good. Yeah, well, that's for sure. The weird mainstream music is just it's just another way to separate and divide people though, right? Really more than anything else. I mean, the if you listen to country, for the most part, it's always been your red you're a gun toting, god fearing, white, you know, beer drinking you know, redneck who votes conservative, you, you do these other things and it's, you know, and so it just, it just seems to be a way again, just to divide people and just to separate them into, you know, into, into different camps. That's all it is, man. It's a division tactic. And I've, I've been saying it on my show for the longest, that as long as we're pointing the fingers and criticizing each other, then we're not pointing the fingers and criticizing the people that actually are the, the cause of all this. Yeah. And that's what they want. That's what they need. Because the, the second that we stop the infighting and, and we only leave them to be the scrutinized, then they actually going, go back to being a legitimate government and not a tyranny. Exactly. They can't have that. So yeah. I think we're seeing more and more of these cases like we see in Michigan, which if these people really did knowingly falsify, you know, 
legal documents to say that they were actually electors, then shame on them. But if this is just another case of political targeting by one side of the aisle versus the other, then, then that, I mean, I, that's what I think it is. You know, I think this is more, just more proof that just, I think it's just, more, I personally think it's more political like, theater. I was asking myself earlier at work while I was working, I was just like, man, when the fuck did we turn into North Korea? What happened? Where, where did it, the question that John's been asking for a few weeks is how the hell did we wind up here? You know, yeah. just what the actual hell? Because it's, I mean, you, if well, I, I get, you have a completely I get, I get a weaponized, bit. completely weaponized, uh, DOJ and the the supposed finest law enforcement agency in the land has turned into nothing but a a a Gestapo type situation. Like, but this the, is expected. Uh, the, the I forgot who said it that if when the country becomes more as corrupt as the president, and because we have an insanely corrupt president that openly received millions in bribes through uh, Ukrainian power companies. And that's just what we know. And then authorized, helped to authorize a billion dollar loan through the Chinese. I mean, it's, it's evident and very obvious that if the top is corrupted, the entire, the entire tree is dying. There's I, I mean, there, I I'm the kind of guy who is willing to put it out there that even down on your local level, if you're if your town, especially if your town's over 30,000 people, you're looking at a thing, a lot of the same kind of corruption in that in the things that are going on anyway. I've, I've seen it myself with people using using the violence of the state to basically just take what they want, you know, within the county and stuff like that through you know through whether it be police taking things from who they who they deem criminals and stuff like that through seizures yeah, or whether it be the county you know sitting on top of a piece of land that somebody died and they're doing everything they can to get it so they can turn that piece of farmland into <sighs> a couple subdivisions and a shopping mall you know just so that they can get they they georgia down down here in georgia there was something that happened this year that I noticed. And before it happened, I was like, this is a bad thing. And it was to deal with our George Bush clone of a governor, um, taking some kind of, some kind of federal grant or whatever. Well, then when everybody got their taxes around multiple counties that had 30,000 plus people in those areas, some cases, 20,000 people, they were looking at an almost 200% increase in their tax bill because it was a spend it or don't get it kind of deal and like there's been so many people having to fight their taxes and one county in general i've, I've that i've been following that i i don't live in but i'm proud of what they're doing they've all they none of them appealed not a single one of them appealed and they're doing it on purpose because they've all said not a single one of them are paying and i'm just like that's how you do it like that's how you fight that county like you can tell that county to go fuck itself if they can't fund themselves so yeah i mean it's it's a step in the right direction in my in my opinion for those people you know what i'm saying like they're they're doing something right i think 
For many people, the option to not pay the government, it's going to happen with the student loans. Stop paying them. Just (laughs) oh, I literally did that. I stopped paying them. The problem is so with student with private student loans, the only way to fight that, the only way is stop paying them. Yeah. And I was in contact. So, yeah, Hank, back to you, back to your question. They're going to sue me now, but I have to go to a little before they sue me, because after they sue me, then it's problems. Kind of like when, when do we when do we turn into into North Korea? You know, it's I don't think it's one of those things that happened again. It's not one of those things that happened overnight. Right. Like we slowly, slowly gave our rights away. You know, it wasn't just, you know, just a big bowl of rights and we just gave them to somebody. It was kind of over time. But I think. I think, Martin Van Buren was a good starting point when he decided I, to create the two-party duopoly. I think when it really yeah. happened, though, and I um, actually just had Adam from the Deborah Got Red Pilled podcast. If you don't listen to that, you guys should. Um, I just, but uh, he uh, he and I talked, and he thinks it it really something like that really happened in, in like '92 around the Ruby Ridge time, like Ruby Ridge, and then Waco. And then, you know, the militarization of the federal police and the state police and the city polices really is what happened. And we just all kind of sat back and watched it, you know, watched it happen. And now through the town that I live in, you know, there's militarized police vehicles that go through, you know, Mm -hmm. the police come out in their in their bulletproof vests and all their militarized gear and stuff. I think when do we turn to North Korea? I would say. I'd say that 92 to 96 range when all that happened. And we thought, oh, we got to we got to get all those, you know, all those cult leaders and all those cult members. We just sat back and yeah, do it, do it. And then all of a sudden turn around and here we are. The crime bill, the the creation of the crime bill is what basically started turning them into which which, of course, Biden penned. Um, But they that started doing all of this stuff and basically militarizing the police. And then if you pay attention a while, Obama, I think. Each each one each president since Clinton Clinton I mean George George Bush Senior too but at least each president since Clinton has slowly but surely given surplus army surplus to local police you know municipalities and different at different levels to basically militarize them to this point like I, I know of, I know of a municipality that is a county that is. Uh, seven miles wide to be honest it's down here in georgia it's called rockdale county and they have such a gigantic police force and swat team and a freaking tank for a county of maybe thirty thousand people Come and on. it's just and it's just like what like where where did where did this oh. go wrong you know i mean and i just i mean and, and yeah, I agree why with do all they need this why but it's, but it's not so just the... back off of what john just said around the same time that Ruby Ridge and Waco and OKC happened. That's when the government was first pushing the term domestic terrorist down our throat. Yeah, but terrorist private tanks. So they were creating the boogeyman. That. They were creating this false boogeyman of these people that are here trying to do, you know, that's terrorism. Right. So that's what justified the militarization of the police and shit. Hey, yeah, by the way, this is my other co-host, Jesse. He's it's not just given to the local Quebec. police, but it's also taken away from <laughs> it's also taken away from the civilians as well. Right. Like we can give, you know, what was that? Uh, how, I think it was pre-COVID, maybe right out of COVID. But, as you know, the federal government was buying nine millimeter ammunition and a bunch of other ammunition, like at millions at a time. Right. But mm-hmm. at the same time, they made rules like in California, that California, they had to they shut down a bunch of bullet manufacturing plants because they were lead based. You know, and, and 
California yeah. basketball, you can't on one hand, they were giving something, and the other end, they were taking her away. They, way more than. Yeah, exactly. And so that's what, what a lot of it is. You know, you It's have to the, both sides. The, the hidden hand, like they say. <laughs> exactly. Of course. Of course. But you got yeah, to watch man, out for just... that hand. You know, you just you just see these things happening every day, and you know it's obviously bullshit. Yeah, but you no, know it's obviously political bullshit. games plays at the local level like much more than more than most people think. Like they're always trying to push laws at the local level, and that's why they're winning because we are so divided at local level that they can push individual city law everywhere and when the majority have the same law they get a majority's vote and they win the sector that's But, how political games work and, and, and then that bounces right back off to what john you know i've talked about this last week on your show i've been harping on it for a while that really the only answer to any kind of problem that fixes society is you have to fight at the local level you have to yeah. get involved you have to in get your, the control in, back the, at local the the city municipal government whatever it is i don't care if it's two people that are cousins that meet you know that if that's your town hall meet and go they they want to affect change over your life in one way or another you should figure out who they are but what see, they stand for and what they're see, trying to do we I'll, i'll take you back to the 70s when the federal government refused to they bribed every state and local municipality to enforce their rules by saying that they would not give them their federal funding unless they agreed to change the drinking age. See, I don't believe we need federal funding. And, and, but, well, that's what I'm saying though. And then you've got, you have that same problem, I believe down to the, to the point today you've got, when it comes to like police, they do have to meet a quota that has to align with the numbers for federal funding if they do not yeah, meet the numbers for federal if they do not meet the number numbers to continue to get their federal funding the government will pull it they have to spend that money and so each year it increases and it's done that over time and you've got you've got that not only on in the police forces but you've got that in your local municipalities that's why they're that's why in georgia is a good example they've been starting to pop up all of these weird f FBI tag readers that is when that's even what the 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 one of the local sheriffs calls them that are scattered all over the state on the roads that lead out of the county out of many counties so that way they can read your tags and find you if you're you know a suspect or a domestic terrorist that they're looking for and I'm just like okay these are the kind of things that you need to be swinging baseball bats at, at in the middle of the night instead of the friggin uh mailboxes that you punks are knocking down like at least be constructive about your destruction Yeah, but it does go back to statisticisms and the, the way uh, if you control the numbers and the way uh, static, statistics works and are received and are uh, the subjects and how uh, they, they, select, they do selective information to do the, those, static, the, those statistics. So um, basically, if you control the way um, of the information is given, the numbers, so the statistics, You're, when you you're trying to uh, put proof on the on the media side, you own everything. Like no one can question the statistics because they have the number. They, they own the way the number are put there. As Dr. Fauci so eloquently put it, they are the science. Yep. 
And one of the favorite book of uh, Bill Gates was uh, How to Lie About Statistics. One of his favorite books. It was in the background too. Yeah. Of a few videos for a time. When he was uh, interviewed. Yeah, because he lies. It's just read just read the book. It's little really short. Yeah, it's it, it really just about all it selective information you. and uh, and the way they given. I think it was a Surgeon General of Florida. He was explaining on a, in an interview how the government was lying about the yeah. efficacy of of certain actions, and he was just explaining the correlation between how they were expressing the efficacy. And trick was, it's kind of complicated, but let's see if I can try to get it. So there's a percentage that exists between two points and you can exaggerate the difference between the two points when you're only speaking about those two points. So instead of speaking about the totality of the effectiveness, which is 1%, they spoke about the totality of difference between those two points exclusively. So the totality of difference between the two points was like, 30 percent like was really like sounded really high yeah. but in reality was one percent yeah yeah as a yeah. real number. I, I can say it better like louis said it well i think it's a fine time to introduce luca <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really had doing? too much of a chance to you know throw any two cents in uh, oh you're all right you I... join us Thanks, man. Yeah, I jumped in a little late there. I didn't want to interrupt your guys' uh, flow. You're getting in there pretty good. So, well, uh, like uh, Hank said, I'm, my name's Luca, and I run the Justified Belief podcast, and this is my second dugout session, man, and I'm sorry I showed up late. Sounds like you guys are having some real good conversations. So. You're not the only one. Yeah. Oh, no, bro. We just got going, man. We're glad to have you back. We were just uh, pretty much more or less just talking about the current state of everything um I, I asked about the you know we kind of got started on the 16 people in michigan that just got charged with whatever they that felony up there for claiming to be elect uh certified electors and that kind of led into the <laughs> rabbit hole that you just stumbled into uh jesse my friend uh glad to have you uh, are thanks. you thanks he's with us Okay. All He's right. from, and and you know, I'm not trying to speak for him, but the guy I, I picked him up from Quebec, uh yeah. He's a real cool guy. So I was glad to have bring him aboard. I'm my, my <laughs> oh, we got a we got a brother over there right <laughs> fighting the real fight. We think we got right. it bad down here. I mean, he's got a straight up Cuban dictator up there. Huh. That yeah. could have killed his brother. I'm not in the riches, but I'm the closest to get to it here. He did kill his brother, bro. He totally killed his brother. Dude, you don't have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that video, what's funny about it didn't that, happen. It, it, it's, he has that. It, it was when people didn't realize he was Castro Jr. and he had the Castro uh, stash. Did you notice? <laughs> he has the Castro stash in that video. I'm like, man, if you grow your beard, we know you're Castro's son. Like it's obvious. Oh, Just put your beard on. Where's where I, I made that amazing meme of him looking at Castro in the mirror, and 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 it was just, it did pretty well. Like oh my, I'm, I'm I mean, it, it, 
people, I, I understand most people don't can think, wow, that can't be possible. Just look at the images and look at his father. Oh, also note his father's way shorter. Castro was around six two, and he is also around six. He is two six two as well. If you'll, if you'll totally give me share screen ability, I'll show you the Castro. Oh yeah! Oh, oh I love that one. Let it's me so let me figure good. out how to do that right quick. You got to forgive me. You need to update it. You need to try to update it with that. And try to figure out how we can get a clip of that of the recent video of uh, that came out of him with the mustache. That's the better way. It says it. you should be able to share. And oh, I got it. No way. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Trudeau is an asshole. <laughs> he pretty much looked like him. I mean, that's his oh, daddy. Wow, I don't. That's his daddy. I can't. No, but like he, especially when you put a picture of Castro, Trudeau, and then Trudeau's white dad next to you know put him in the oh, middle, yeah. and then you tell me who he looks like. Right. Yeah. He don't. He definitely don't look like the guy that pretended to be his dad all his See, life they're 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 banking on the fact that like we're gonna like like we don't know what somebody's child looks that's, like like yeah there's times like, in the like my daughter unfortunately looks just like me but can i say something about trudeau <laughs> there there's that kind certain of guy. times you just can't deny that that's your child what he's the kind of guy what jesse he's the kind of guy uh, you don't want to invite to a custom party because you know he's going to be racist <laughs> yeah <laughs> black face mexican face oh. indian face what did he not do <laughs> and that's when he's not in between the cheeks of klaus schwab and it's always under the guise of not being racist you know like being overly racist and not racist context I've I've watched a few of their parliament sessions in Canada, and it, it is super cringe. But there are some people on the opposite opposing side of Trudeau that do a good job of yeah like, dragging him like in front of everybody. And I think it's uh, hilarious. I think it's, it's Pierre Pierre something. He had a little short guy with yeah with the glasses. With, he gets up there. Yeah, that's him. him. I love him. Like, He's great. A, I love him. A, each time he a put woman in, over there that's fire too. Awesome. It, and it's good. And then they, and then of course, recently he got booed off stage. Like they just, the entire place just booed him until they couldn't boo anymore. And it was, yeah. it was amazing. Like we need, we need that kind of energy here. Yeah, we, we do. I get literally just energy, saw. We, we needed even more here. <laughs> I literally just saw a video not. of, and I don't I know how old it is, but it. Trudeau was walking through a crowd, and there was a guy like. It was Trudeau, his bodyguard, and this dude was just nailing him. I'm talking about just talk, calling him everything but a child of God. It was a glorious video, and Trudeau was just ignoring him. But yeah. I'll give it to him if you. I mean, if you you can ignore a whole grown man talking to you that that bad and not even look at him, you must be afraid of something. He must have really <laughs> got his ass beat as a kid. <laughs> Like, you know, that's if you get fucked by this guy, every guy will fuck him over. <laughs> every guy. Man. It's, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's absolutely a clown show now. Like, you, mm, you it is. Uh, it's to the for, point uh, where elderly people uh, doing like, oh my God, he's doing so much for her country. What has he done for your country? <laughs> Nothing. Except <laughs> ruining it. Ruining, ruining, 
it he just did a good job about using imagination. That's about all he's done there. Yeah, like... that, that, that's his power right here. Yeah, but it yeah. also to be like by design, right? Like you said, yeah. a clown show. You said it's a clown show now, and almost like it almost seems to be like they're hand feeding the conspiracy theorists what to what to talk about. Yeah, it's like that they're it, mucking it, us. Yeah, instead of instead of you know us looking at whatever it is, they're like, hey, look, Trudeau and and Castro, let's give you a couple years worth of stuff to talk about, so we can huh. do all these other things behind the scenes without you even looking to see at you. Yeah, what's going on, you know. And it seems to be that way for so many things. And it's just like, we're going to, they're going to have fun with this one. This will distract them for six months. This will distract them for a year. This will, you know. I can buy that because the, the, uh, he's, he was either the prime minister, or one of the, the top of the government over there. And I think it was the Netherlands or it was one of those, one of those nations. He's a, he's, his last name is, R-U-T-T-E-S, I believe, I thought Ruttis or Roots or something like that. But he he was the uh one who was helping usher in, I think it was Denmark. I think that's where he was from, was Denmark. And he was the one that ushered in all of the ESG changes that had all the farmers uh riding and protesting a couple of years ago, but he just resigned and I haven't heard jack or shit about him since then and i'm wondering if he stepped down so that he could further pursue some klaus swap shit because that like him and trudeau were two of the biggest when i when i started breaking down the great great awakening documentary i started digging in more into the the world economic forum and 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 the uh, it they're just you know they're they're like the biggest tryhards for whatever that Klaus Schwab wants to push down our throats. They're just like, please give me more. You want us to eat insects, homie? We're producing them by the thousands. That's why you got Bill Gates mass producing fucking mosquitoes all across the world. Yeah, saying it would help, but yeah, guess what? It will not. But but you see, like when, but you know, you, you, you go, you go 20, Hell, I'll go 30 years ago when I was pointing out this shit. All the same people that want to give me a hard time about making fun of all of it nowadays didn't <laughs> want to listen to me then before when, when we still had the ability to stop some of this shit. You know what but I'm saying? I... And and you know, and that's why it's evolved into the clown show that it is, because every I, I'm I am over ecstatic to see so many people awake to a lot of the nonsense nowadays. But at the same time, it's 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 so easy for a lot of the modern day wake up people to get easily distracted by clear psyops like like QAnon stuff like all the QAnon yeah. stuff was stolen from 1980s documents that were you know that were put out there to prove that this stuff was going on by a former CIA director that had things dealing with it and it was just ignored and told that it was nothing and then when somebody repurposes it and slaps trump on front of it you know you get so many suckers sucked right into it believing that it's actually something worth paying attention to and it's just it is just aggravating to see how they have taken stories that i knew and things that i had already learned about prior to and then they change the stories to fit their thing instead of including the monster that was a part of it as well not trying to save any of it so 
you know, the thing is too, like people though, people aren't, people may wake up to it, but they're not really going to change or do anything because they can still be comfortable. Right. Like my mother-in-law, she kind of sees things the way they are. My mom was we'll, we'll my mom and my stepdad. Cause I don't really want to talk about my mother-in-law, but with my mom and my stepdad. Yeah, right. And you know, my mom and my stepdad, they, they wake up to things, but you know what? They still have air conditioning in their house. Their electricity still works. They can still go to the store. Prices may be higher, but they can still get things to eat. They can drive their cars. They can do all these things. So just because they woke up doesn't mean they're necessarily, they may see it, but they're not going to do anything about it because they don't need but, to right now. But the thing is, most most people have a defensive mechanisms in their psyche that makes them enable to recognize factual facts that will make them question their own morals and their standpoint where they have to destroy their current situation in order to satisfy that fact. Their well, they can't, need they, to make it right because they, can't they all process have... It yeah, they can't process. Most people won't be able to process the fact that their situation have to change and will change the moment they realize the fact. So they reject the fact. Well, they, they don't know heart, the, and they don't even that, really realize it. What's that? What's that stat that it came out on the Monday Night Master Debaters a few weeks ago? They're like 60 percent, seventy percent of people don't have a have an inner dialogue. Like yeah, they cannot, they cannot have an inner dialogue with themselves. So that's right there is going to stop them. It, from it's a smaller. It's a smaller. It's a smaller amount. Yeah, it's only like forty percent. No, no, no. But it's, even I still, was over. I mean, that's still pretty high in the grand yeah. scheme of things. And I think more than anything it's it, it it's a pride issue not not right, wanting proud. to accept the fact that you're wrong what you were raised to think or do or believe isn't yeah. the way it should be oh, and yeah, and yeah, having wrong. the the ability to overcome that and make changes necessary i don't i think that's, that's a problem that humanity across the board struggles with yeah that's the true problem it's like the chain that that binds us so we don't actually make a move. Well, it's because they see it as too because big. Because we're afraid the that once the movie, the move is made, everything will crumble. That's the fear everyone have. Even if they don't say it, they're too proudful to say it maybe, but it um, has to happen in order to have a change. That's what revolution and rebellion is about. It's about tearing down what's not good and building better. But it's not about building better to satisfy the need on one cast. It's everyone. It's about. I haven't. I haven't looked into this. So this is going to be. This is going to be a statement that I'm just kind of throwing out there, with with no factual proof at all. But I would bet that when we've looked at these revolutions that have happened before, you know, we can go with the French Revolution in the 1800s, or you know, things that have happened in you know, even in the 20 21st century. What the people who were doing the the revolting, they still know how to take care of themselves. Right. Like if yeah. all of a sudden electricity went away or something like that, they would still know or yeah. okay, they didn't they didn't have electricity, but whatever. They they still knew how to take care of themselves. And we as a people, as a as a as a society have lost that now. And I think that's the biggest thing that stands in our way. You know, 
the big argument you always hear is, well, what about the roads? If you do away with big government, what about hmm. the roads? And what about, you know, That's, uh, it will fix, it will fix oh, itself. I mean, most of your, my, and, and my first argument is uh, in, in 2023, most states' roads are done by a private business. They're usually the state's Finance. letters followed by DOT, but they're totally private businesses that are actually funded by the gas tax, not any of the taxes that you yeah. pay out of your tax, out of your check and stuff like that. There's, there's like a 30 there's almost a 30 cent countrywide gas tax on top of gas intentionally and that's supposed to be what goes to this private company to pay for your roads and you know it's it's it, it, it's an absolute joke as it is anyway you know they've they have found ways to allocate everything that they can back to the military industrial complex and into the form of subsidies to companies like Walmart and Amazon and Tesla and all you know all of the above all of your major corporations get all of these kickbacks you know for doing all of these things directly for the state and it's and it's like that not only in corporations but it's like that in your local municipalities it's like that in your like just across the board and everything that you would consider i guess the corporate world is it's just which person can lobby the best to the other person and and get you know get them to sway their way like that it i wish we could call it lobbying call it what it is like it's bribery that's it, mm, that's bribery. what it is well, like, in french yeah <laughs> and and it's and they that's how they get to pull their weight you know that's they they use their influence of money to regulate the comp competition it's out. not only the, the you know what I mean, like of money. It's their entrance and their money. It's both. yeah. Well, well, you know, it's like both. they both have all power in it. Like all of your appliances are always a good example because at one point in time in history there was probably a hundred different brands of appliances, but you get the the appliance monster of Whirlpool, and they have slowly but surely gobbled all of them away through either buying them or regulating or, or help helping lobby to you know regulators and such to basically regulate the competition out so that they couldn't you know they couldn't make anything anymore because this thing was specifically made or it has to be done this way and guess what only whirlpool has access to it so you can't do it anymore and and like it's it they do this with a lot of things that's why you are getting to the point where you know everything's owned by three corporations i say three now because that's about what we're down to that's why that's in the lobbyism uh, the lobbyism too like investment firm or like blackrock vanguard the most prolific companies that are betting in everything to gain money and it's not just betting they're influencing everywhere well, you got everywhere. the uh where you got like the tentacles the the the, the head of blackrock going out there on interview saying that they have to force behaviors so like they literally control what happens yeah. in they, they the economic money. environment because they have all the money yeah they all every share and on the of flip side of that they, they give the news almost, right it, like, yeah almost off of the share for some company so you're you're you know you're told what to believe by whatever whoever it is that's pulling those strings and every news media outlet in the country 
is saying the same exact sentences, the same exact words, the same exact talking yes. points. And, you know, I saw one uh, of the disinformation video where they all talk about the the danger of the disinformation, but you've put one hundred TV station of different places together at the same time, and they all say the same thing. It's crazy. Yep. Yeah, Welcome it sounds America. like a conspiracy, but you you, you really have media outlet being controlled and it's it's live yeah it's a there's We're a difference but, there's a difference too between you know being told something and choosing to believe it and you know i think that's really part of the problem is many people choose to believe because it's hard to be an individual and stand against the mm. grain and you know and the powers to be know that So, you know, because if you really think about it, aside from repeating the same stuff on the news co consistently and using that as propaganda, I mean, that is propaganda, but it's really not forced upon us. The problem, too, is uh, and I'm sure you guys had mentioned it before I got in here is the vast majority of people who just think it's right. You know, like that yeah, centralizing government control is I'm, correct. I'm, I have to say something opposite to that. I might say most people don't believe in anything. Like, there's nothing to believe in. Most people know there is too much fakeness going around, even with God, even with everything. So they don't know what to trust. So their moral compass between good and evil is fucked by the government, government by the, the, the over-advertisement of unhealthy hmm. and destructive behavior. Sure. Well, that so was... They, they, they're all, Advertisements all are something... This, this, since the 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 removal of religion in public places, they've mm -hmm. done a great job pervade, perverting the country. Ad yeah, advertisements I, are something that I think they really have done a good job at, at forcing down all of our all of our throats, whether yeah. we want to partake in the system or not. Because sure, for, for fuck's sake, you can't you can't even go you know five minutes throughout a day you know, trying to accomplish something, even, even on like my work phone without like advertisements, even without on seeing a brand. Mm -hmm. you know, of, of some kind, like, like, even you know, like the, you, I got to look up parts for something on Fox appliance and the entire time I'm there, it's full, it's, it's full of sure. advertisements and stuff like that. But in, in walking down the road, stopping by the store, turning on the radio, just any, anywhere you go, there's an advertisement of some kind and, and advertising's, right. you know, like center is, psychology and is for manipulation so like they it's it they it's just ungodly we're constantly um put with um visual auditive um stimulation at some point they're able to insert some ways to manipulate the way you think and feel absolutely well Because the thing is is we're we're conditioned they already know they're vibrating We're conditioned from the first time that we we step foot inside a preschool well. as a kid that we are supposed to trust the person giving us the information because they're the one that is paid. They are the expert. We're the not. The authority figure. They are the But authority you can, figure. You can draw that back to when there was only three people on TV to get your information from. Well, yeah. Uh, well, who was, it? Who was America's newsman? Uh, Tom Brokaw? Or Tom Brokaw. Or? Well, both of them. Yeah, yeah. The most trusted man in America? I mean, yeah. That's, That's why I joke, but you know, I, every time I get in a, a fight with my wife, I go and I put on my lab coat because now I look <laughs> like an expert. <laughs> <laughs> you look like an <laughs> nice. One one thing I have to 
backtrack to is what Jesse said. I I mean, I agree with you there, man. And that actually came up in the first session of the dugout when uh, we were doing it is uh, a lot of people are replacing God with the government as this infallible entity, you know, that with they the trust science. and believe mm -hmm, that they trust and believe wholly and they don't look outside of that. And, and that, that, that's, no I mean, it's the very fabric of our moral society is just being degraded Good and evil. It was simple mm -hmm. before. Um, some things is bad some things are not are yeah. good yeah and the gray area is where you necessarily don't want to don't want to stand because you want to be good in the end you don't want to be an asshole or a piece of shit <laughs> someone who abuse things no one wants well, to be and if you want well maybe you have some, something to work on on yourself because those are those people who don't have that inner dialogue the most yes and i checked it it is potentially from 30 percent to up to 50 percent. so wow that's, well that's one statistic but some people have some variation of the dialogue now it doesn't mean they they can't think it doesn't mean that they can't um be creative it doesn't mean any of that but but when i say about um not about religion i mean religion it's not about necessarily believing in jesus and god or whatever it's about Knowing there, then there's a balance of thing, karma and shit. Spirituality is about knowing then there's something to fight about life and there's a meaning to it. You have to find it. Like, if you don't, what's the point? What's the point? So it's, it's not about God or anything. I think it's about knowing what's good and what's not. Um, I mean I think, okay, <clears throat> I think I know what you're trying to say. And a, a, a better way that I would break that down is about your the life, the life that the spirit being that you truly are or not the flesh suit that you are ha chose to live this life and it's going to have lessons to learn. And you're going to keep repeating the same mistakes or repeating the same issues in your life until you're ready to face it, whatever it is whatever the mistake is whatever the issue is and and you know fix that and like those those tasks those dark things those bad things in life that you do have to face it whatever you call it i've heard people call it under different names and stuff that's like the lessons and stuff and like that's that's the point you know what i mean like yeah, i I, I get right. what you're saying there you know like it's not it's not about yeah. it's about and i think it's about being a good person you know like people people have confused morals for values a whole lot in the past 20 to 30 years for sure and it has become it, it, it and and i do think it's got a lot to do with you know the television and and the radio and the advertisements and stuff like that but like they've they've replaced all of like actual morality like human morality with values that they have and they think that that's you know that 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 that's right in some aspects when a lot of times it's not like you know i mean i and when i say people try to tell me all the time well people's morals are different and maybe so but, but morality is pretty well defined like uh, i it, like if you're not going well, who, to, if you're not walking around it? with a little what do you mean well who defines the morality yeah, i mean we, I, i'll define morality good, for yeah, you uh, when you said a good person define what? a good person also because I, I, I i i mean as far as like more, more, when I'm saying you're talking about morality, you care about you know existing life. That 
and that's in that's practically in the definition of morality. You know, you don't don't start confusing morals yeah, and for life don't start confusing morals and values for morality because morality is a respect for life and for the and for other living life. Like that is that is morality. Like there's well, the, it, and and the first thing people automatically do. But the blame on other or people. The first thing that people automatically want to do is be like, "Well, how do you define morality?" No, you're all well, you're already trying to change it into values right off the bat. If that's what you're asking for, you're already you're already confused at the basis of what the two are. My question is more of like, what is the moral foundation? You know, because what you're saying, I agree preservation with preservation of life. Pre- preservation yeah, of that of that is morality. That that Pre- is preservation of integrity. Preserve, preservation of the way of life is uh well that's more subjective yeah that's preservation yeah the way you said it is about you've got to watch the way we all experience it's like kind of what you were saying though right my moral compass could start and end where yours begins right it's but that's because people but that's because people have changed morals into their personal values mm-hmm. no no yeah, and, they, I, and they don't I'm understand not, the difference sure. no, no so i'm, one said I'm, I'm something agreeing. really great about life it's life is a, is about uh, it's a game of circle you have to break each one you encounter it's about about breaking the bad cycle of your life it's about that you, it's about karma. You you have to each one of your negative situation that happens in your life, you have to solve it. You will solve these kind of situations all your life, no matter what happens. Well, they sure. will always be there, and you always have to deal with it. So I the game what, of life is about getting through those. Well, the point. I think the point what Luke I was, is asking. I think what Luke is asking though is the initial definition of morality, where did it come from? Because it doesn't come from Jim Bob and it doesn't come from Luca and it doesn't come from Hank or me or or anybody Mm -hmm. else. So the initial definition, the first time that anybody would take and say, okay, this is where morality was defined. Where, where do you get that from? Because it can't come from somebody's mind. It can't come from man. Mm -hmm. And this this is the point I was trying to get at. I I, I might not say that it might not come from men. That's okay. I said I've, I've come across a book really interesting that's called kebalion called what um, that talks about kebalion the kebalion mm-hmm. by the trinitian this uh, semester key society i think and so they talk about seven um universal universal truth like um the principle of rhythm and principle of um, polarity principle of correlation principle of gender principle of mentality principle of uh, rhythm and i think one another and it's always about um i don't know how to put it but what you put out there as a projection of yourself you always get it back in some way or another so it's a game it's if you always struggle with some things because you always put the same thing back I have a question, and this just a yes or no answer: Is man inherently good? No, yes. no. it doesn't have yes. to be. But yes. no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. It's just, just a yes or no question: Is man inherently good? No. Is no. So you cannot use man to define what morality is. Then no. 
you have to defend. I think I think I think I think people that don't think that man is inherently good have a lot of inner soul searching that they need to do for themselves. Oh, I can tell you, I'm not inherently good. No, no one is. is. And the one who tried to tell you that he is inherently good might have. Jim, real real quick, and I I don't mean to cut you off, Jesse. Do you know anybody? um, Do you have kids? Yes. If you don't mind me asking, how how old are your kids? Uh, They they range from 18 months to nine years old. Okay, so let's say that, well, the nine-year-old. Did you, uh, has your kid ever lied to you? Of course. Has he ever, uh, as far as you know, has he ever stolen anything? Yeah, we had to go back to Dollar General for some gum. Oh, for, <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, so let's just, just as an example, right? The lying and stealing. Uh, did you ever teach your kid to lie or steal? No, but he definitely watches a lot of things on Cartoon Network, and he plays a lot of video games. But do you think if he played those video games or hadn't played those video games or, you know, watched Cartoon Network, he would try, he would have learned that behavior from somewhere? Or does it, or do we just naturally by default look to self persevere? And if there's something we want, we maybe take it when we shouldn't. Or if we want to deceive I, somebody. I, I know I, I've spent quite a, quite a large amount of time with Amish people that have never been exposed to things like this and would never in a minute think of doing things like that. Yeah, but they have been exposed to. P- to families that don't do it. Do the Amish people have laws? They have their own structures. They have yeah, structures. They have rules, not rulers. No, they have sure, rules, sure. not right. rulers. Where do yeah, their laws come they from? They're enforced enough that oh. they do not do it. But where right, but they all know they, they don't have, have to have, do they it. Have but to have if laws, they teach that to their kid. Why do you have to have laws? Do they have laws? And they have they have they have rules. People are strict. Okay, rules. I think what Luca was more or less saying that it's it it's 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 like the because like I remember when I was a kid, real young, picked up a stick that had just been on a smoldering fire. I didn't know Hmm. it was hot. The shit was hot. (laughs) Burnt the shit out of my hand. It wasn't anything I was taught or not taught to go because if I knew the stick, you know it. Shit happens. Kids are kids. I yeah, I, I think it, it, it's not that they're here, right. not not that they're innately evil or not evil. I think it's just the nature of being human. If if, yeah. if man if, if man is so bad, then why do all of the people that want to vote I think for someone to be in place want want it to be a man? But but for you to label something as good or bad, it takes a subjective point of view. Yeah, like it takes you setting a standard and anyone can and anyone can set a standard so it's so just so standard so are we don't, so don't with. so don't kill people and don't take people's shit is an outlandish standard that i shouldn't no, say that's not what i'm that's saying my, that's those are my only but two standards I, but, in life but, but what i'm saying is that when that standard originated from somebody yeah somewhere somebody was and it's we about, all agree. Maybe we all it's agree about, upon it's about it maturity after that. and learning how I they. Mean, I, I think I think make this problems. thing's a lot. I don't I think, think it's as complicated. It's like the sage of the village saying wise thing because he knows that doing the the things that is bad the, makes problems, and he's well, just the, like, the uh, point, "Don't do that, please. That's bad. That's evil." 
he might say that's evil not because he thinks that he w- you will go to uh, to hell but he knows that's bad how well, does just, he know that just take By heaven experience hell. because just, he knows it's about well, wisdom and heaven and hell out of experience. it i get what you're saying but like let's take heaven and hell out of it right no but it's it, it, i like i said it's not about that no, your, no, I, your, I know. But the your example, natural like, vibrational instinct can tell you the difference if something is fucking like not good for you or good for you. And but, that's only if you're really in tune with yourself and have and don't have problems with your ego anymore. Sure, sure. But the point I'm trying to make is that that moral authority that you're trying to define is God like that. That's the moral foundation. Mm-hmm. Because if no, you say I it's ma- I don't well, that I don't think there's God. Well, let me give you an example, right? Because like we go saying... back. Well, because if you're just going to say it's man or sages no, or what have you, I, right? I think I think it's about energy in the ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm more on the energy, so the level of energy. Coexist, like... Jesse. God and inter- God and a belief that we're all energy can coexist. I think the inverse. Hold on, hold on. Let, let Luca finish. Let Luca finish his thoughts. It's, it's, about, like it's about mentality. I want to hear Luca finish his thought. The point point I'm making, right, is, and this is why we have the, again, this is just my paradigm. I'm not speaking for anybody. This is just my belief, right? I can only speak for myself. If you, this, the reason we're a lot, we're in this mess, and I think you brought up a good point, Jim and Jesse, right? Jim with the Amish folks who are very religious and they believe in, in a God. And the reason they adhere to their moral laws, because they do believe in God and they do believe in sinning against God is wrong. And going back to Jesse's point about religion being thrown out, when you have no moral foundation or no authority above man's law, then all sorts of genocides and atrocities happen because people will just, and I'm sure, and I'm guilty of it, right? I'm sure we've all done something in our life we're not proud of, but at the time we justified it in our mind because without that moral authority, anything we can do or want to do is justifiable. The example, the example I like to bring up, and I brought this up in the last dugout session, is Hitler, because you know Hitler was a notorious sociopath and a notorious uh, homicidal maniac, but. If you believe that morality can be defined by society or be defined by the majority or be defined by man, then what Hitler did was not wrong. And if you think it's wrong, then by what grounds? Because what he was doing was done to preserve the nationality and to preserve the German people. And he was doing a really good job. I mean, the German, if, if Hitler got his way, we'd all be speaking German, eating sauerkraut. And waving the same flag under one banner, and nobody would care because it's, yeah, it's I, oneness. Yeah, and but if, I think it's about that. It's about fighting for tr- the truth and fighting. Well, who, but but that's my point. For, if you throw, uh, if you're just going to throw God out the window, then where's where's the baseline? Morality. Where's because, the truth? Be, 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 because every because it's everything is ying, everything is yin and yang. Like everything is energy. Everything is light and dark. Like if this, you, this goes balance. back. Mm-hmm. This goes back before people made up God. This goes back yeah, to Asian dynasties before. that come mm-hmm. long before then that were practicing this kind of stuff. You know, this goes back to ancient other ancient groups that were practicing this kind of stuff without ancient having to practice Egypt. it without but a God. It the they were practicing it. They, they were practicing it. They were practicing it as a spirituality, mm-hmm. a connection yeah. to as oneself, a connection to source as the ultimate truth that had nothing okay, but okay. to do with a, See, with, said, a, with a with a omnipotent sure. being in the sky. 
But you and just so said being the source, a believer so in what God is the source? Is looking inside of yourself and connecting doesn't have to be God. I, I'll never. I. 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 The source could be a computer program, for all we truly know. Okay, but what I'm saying is, is this argument that it's energy versus God? Why is it not the same thing? Because it's people, all, it's all a struggle to find truth. Because just I as we mentioned earlier, to, earlier tonight, people will take that comfortable answer, and even if it's the one that has that was that was been force fed to use as a form of control, since King James, the demonologist, translated it to the English language. But but the Ethiopian Bible like, predates that, and I and, understand that. And but still, can you can you, can you read can you read the Ethiopian Bible? But well, no. But does that so does that so do you know if it's the so, same so, as the King? So, do you know so, if it's the same as the King James Bible? So you're you're willing to agree that you know that there was a time where people worshipped a God and were willing to agree that they had access to a truer text than we, we do. But I'm we, supposed you, to you throw away the whole uh, the whole argument for God you, because I don't you, have access to that specific text. You, you can't say that that's exactly what they were worshiping because again they the book that was translated into english was translated into english by a demonologist whose first books were about demonology and how to control human beings which which book are you referring to he's talking about the king james version i'm not even no, no I'm, I'm talking about king i'm talking about king james period one of his original texts one of his original texts were that's the book you're talking about but i'm de- not even talking about the king james version i'm not i'm talking about i know but God. i'm saying though I'm but, like, but but because you don't know what the Ethiopian Bible actually says, you have a you problem with don't... me labeling source as God. Why are you? But wait, I don't have a problem Jim, with it being Jim, labeled Jim, as God. Jim, I have a quick. problem with buddy. Real quick, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. What, why do you keep referencing this Ethiopian Bible? I'm just curious. I, I'll no, probably that's, it's the book because that, came that is it. that's the one that he referenced to begin with, mm-hmm. and so that's the one I'm going back to reference yeah, because I, I he referenced it, it to begin with. I mean, you can go before that to where the Jesuits canonized the Bible as we know it today. Well, they yeah, out all the I, I'm willing. I'm willing. I argue that the Jesuits all the like that's. It's just I, I don't understand why we can't look at this world and understand that we're all vibration because and energy, because but because when still you recognize sources, God. I'm not when, I'm when, not when you start to a Sunday no school church, you. man. Uh, yeah, well, I'd never. I, I'm saying I don't think we need to recognize it as an omnipotent being in the sky looking down on us because that is not what all of the predated cultures looked at it as so jim i may i may have missed this in in, in all this bantering because half the stuff i can't hear because everybody's talking like, where do <laughs> where do you get your morality from personally mine yeah yours because we're talking about morality so where does yours come from because we've heard some people get it from god some people get it from the bible others do but i want to know where you're if somebody, well, I'm asking you. How many psychedelics you, have you done? Huh? Well, let's. How many psychedelics have you done? That wasn't my question. I just. My that's question the answer is, to I, my question. That's I, how how much time have you spent with source, with yourself, breaking your ego, inside of uh, the when I was, realm when I was that is in between us. Before I got married, I spent a lot of time with myself. Honestly, I mean, uh, I mean that that is that is where. Psychedelics, I've got I've got a history with them. Yeah. I, I have I kept count. No, there's not a tally board behind me, so I can tell you how many. That but, that is I'm where because to... after after studying two thousand religions of the four thousand plus gods that are on this planet, I started realizing that there are a lot of similarities 
And the similarities come more towards moral fiber of, you know, don't kill people and don't take people's shit. If you so Christian Church, when I was 12 years old, told me I was going to hell for having pierced ears and an NIV Bible. Wait a second. Wait a second. What church? The Catholic Church? The the Baptist Southern Baptist. The Southern Baptist Church. Yep. He's Southern a he's Baptist. in Georgia. It's got to be Southern Baptist. Okay. Oh, I didn't know where he was from. Southern Baptist. But so so your your morality, and I'm not I'm not trying to be argumentative. I really want to know. But I don't your, think anybody's came, arguing. Your, your morality discussing. came from uh, from two thousand other sources that you basically my, put together. My my morality right? comes from my inner self. But, okay, but, but that's just, the comes, point. Comes, where... it, 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 com- it comes from the being that is running this mech suit that's in front but, of you having this but conversation. When just, yeah, but when mean. I just asked you, you told me I've read 2000 out of the 4000, blah, blah, blah. So I've you, studied into 2000 of the so religions you, that exist out of the 4000 gods. They, they all boil down to don't steal and don't murder. So your your morality is in line with those then, at least. There is a source that your morality is in line with. Yes or no? Yes, but it's not the same. It, it's not the outside source that you guys that. were speaking of. It's not not everybody's that. speaking of an outside source. Inside. I just want to know where your morality came from. I don't care. I disagree. I think you guys are referencing. Simple. Yeah, I think you guys are referencing an external governance and an internal self-governance. And that's the biggest difference there. As you boil it down to like no religions, yeah. uh, nothing else other than it's just self-governance and that comes from, for an example you guys ever had safety meetings and bring up the, the like topic if it doesn't seem safe is it safe you know should you do that so it's kind of like that same thing do you want somebody stealing from you so why would you steal from somebody else so self-governance can you put your self-governance on me then is that fair no i, I, I have no idea who you you know i don't know what your life is about you're the so best your, one so can your morality be different than my morality yeah as long as you're hurting okay. anybody or hurting me i don't see the point in well, forcing what, what, what i would say back to you is you just made my argument for me so yeah. i will say it was in Sorry. one of the last two episodes <laughs> i just in one of the last two episodes i, I did on the show I, I i literally sat here and said that the answer to answering the God question is to stop going to any, any man-made it's, organization, but it's to literally okay. look within yourself and pray to pray to your God. And you can figure out the answers yourself. You don't need a man to tell you what's going talk on. Talk to yourself. A lot. I'm literally, I'm talk to I'm literally myself. Literally saying that, 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 the, that the whole fight is with you and God, not with you and a man. Well, and I, don't, God. I don't think it's yeah. so much a, fight i think so i'm removing religion because i'm not a christian i'm a follower of the teachings of the christ but i'm not yeah about what's what's behind the religion well so i I just i think i I don't think we're we're that far off is what i'm saying like like but it's okay like some people need that though some people need that to help them get back on the path of self-governance and that's okay as long as nobody's getting hurt nobody's taking advantage of somebody uh, they're not being manipulated. That's an okay thing. I mean, there's I think, real, real, that... real quick. I just want to interject something because I heard it uh, being brought up a few times, you know, about church and man, man's authority in the church, stuff like that before. So I, that's, I agree 100%. And I think this is where the problem lies and what uh, makes people turn away from religion a lot is because 
people misinterpret and I, I can only give you the paradigm of like let's say the biblical paradigm right there's lots of reasons, one of the yeah. things jesus people hated jesus for right is because he challenged man's authority because he proclaimed to be the authority proclaimed to be god unfortunately a lot of churches have completely bastardized the gospel and replaced christ with the with the authority of like the church I, i'll use the yeah. pope as an example just because i was born and raised catholic and, you know, after I started reading theology and reading different uh, holy books like the Quran and the yeah, Zen Vastas and all that, um, man, it's 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 wildly different from what a lot of religious institutions would have. You think, man, like the whole thing with biblical Christianity is you, right? You having one, a relationship with God. There is no gatekeeper in between. There is no church. There is no pope. So before like we start diving into like arguing about validity of different religions, I kind of just want to ask again and just explore. And I, I want to ask Jim uh, just a little bit more, because I'm genuinely curious of your point of view, man, of why you don't believe in a God. And one thing I will say is, you know, I understand the whole arguments with vibration, yin, yang, light, and dark, but if you inherently believe, right. Well, actually, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Let me ask you this. So you brought up like the yin and the yang, good and evil, right? Light do you think yeah light and dark excuse me so like do you believe that those things are separately defined as one need the other because yes. if you okay they, they one so, needs the other to exist but can okay I, okay can I so, ask you something sure well yeah give me one second and i'll, I'll let you ask it 100 i just want to tell something to jim real quick so if you believe one needs the other then nothing is inherently good or bad and you see, and that this becomes the problem where people can justify doing terrible things, because if you believe one needs the other and one feeds off the other and there's just this perpetual balance, then nothing is actually ever inherently good or evil. We just do things just to do it and to perpetuate down a timeline of this morality of mixing goods and evils and nothing ever is going to change. Welcome to well, welcome to the that's continuous to world end. that's yeah. never going to end and has been going on sure. for longer than all of us have because been alive. Congratulations. So, you figured it out. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 but that's my point, Jim. That's my point. So it, it shouldn't matter what I do or what anybody else does. It shouldn't matter what the government's doing if, because if, nothing's inherently matter good for yourself. If you want if you want to continue to return to this realm and do it over and over again until mm -hmm. you choose to learn the lessons to ascend, mm -hmm. then yeah, go ahead. I, I understand what you're saying. And, uh, and I think that's partially why, and again, man, I'm not, I'm not trying to change your beliefs. I, I genuinely find these uh, conversations interesting. Um, let me ask you, so I just want to ask you one other thing before uh, Jesse, uh, you start asking me your question. So have you actually like, uh, I know you looked into a bunch of religions and, you know, you looked into uh, theologies and various belief systems and stuff like that. But have you ever actually, uh, do you like know what the Bible says, like in end times, do you know, in a nutshell, like, have you ever read it? or As, do you know far, as far as the revelations prophecies? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, to, 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 anyone to specifically? A, no, no, no. Can you just give me like in a nutshell what the Bible talks about? like what happens, like what, what the end goal is, because we brought there, a couple of themes have been brought up. Like somebody else said it earlier and I apologize. I forgot uh, who brought it up and I meant to seize the opportunity, but I, I didn't want to interrupt is uh, somebody said that a uh, man 
I think somebody said man wants a, uh, like there's no king or there's man wants like a centralized authority or something like that. Some, I'm sorry. I, I, I totally missed it, man. Somebody brought, anyway, I, I don't want to ramble. So can you just give me in a nutshell, like what the belief, the Christian belief is like from biblical perspective, not from, you know, whatever Catholicism has put on it, whatever spin, you know, the Baptist church has put on it. Like what, have you read and do you understand about it i i mean i i i i think that it's been so misconstrued mm -hmm. that i'm gonna sound like a batshit lunatic no no you're good man nothing's like you're not, and you're not like, you're not gonna offend me like I'm like for like interested. for 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 I'll, I'll i'll break off an example like one one thing that i hear and i like and i love to get into the argument about is when people start talking about the idea that folks are going to vanish with a rapture and you know before people are left here on hell to or, or on the hell on earth to face the demons and such that'll be here and and where i've found the same thing in other religions and in other places and stuff too and like i've i've brought that to more of it's not as much of folks are going to be going anywhere as much as there are going to be more people on the route of ascension to understanding the apocalypse or the unveiling of everything because you know apocalypse doesn't mean the end of end of the world apocalypse is a, is like a unveiling of truths and reality and such and so in this unveiling of the apocalypse all these people are going to be i guess you could call it raptured as their eyes are open to the reality of these truths and the the end goal i think originally is more of in an ascended level of living we're going to get out of this paradigm that we have allowed to be created on this low vibrational frequency and it's it's there is going to be a change like i i you know i know i know i can tra drag luis into this because he'll be with me there is going to be a change there is going to be a progress and the future that my children have is going to be a lot more beautiful than the bleak one that everybody thinks we're going to have right now as the current system is crumbling all around us because that is truly what's happening during this apocalypse it's not the end of the world the world's going to keep on continuing the end of the, in the straight era. line that it is it's just the end of an era and that i but, believe mm -hmm. it's it, it, and it's happened before like this isn't the first end times revelation set of things that have happened mm -hmm. it's happened before in history in in our and even like our great grandparents history that is almost to a t just like ours is currently mm -hmm. you know like as far as few, like pandemics could, and wars and blah 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 blah, it, could say it happens happened in a few cycles. Times. It happens absolutely every few hundred years. So there's different ways of looking at it. You can look at uh, in the time of the 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 Renaissance and right before the Renaissance, you can look at the at the wars between the Ottoman and the Catholics. Like that, all these wars. Like the I'm I'm missing the word. Uh, the wars where the Catholics went over to fight crazily three times. What's that? What's that sequence? I know what you're talking about. 
the Crusades. The Crusades. The Crusades. The Crusades. Yeah. That's an example. After the Crusades, you could say a form of an apocalypse occurred, massive shift in consciousness and in, in every mm-hmm. sense of the word. Mm-hmm. You could say an apocalypse occurred after the, the plague, which was about 200 years. You could say and what a, what Genghis was, Khan was an apocalypse. Like, Genghis Khan yeah, was it, a destruction it, 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 of so many uh, Asian cultures of North Asia. Yeah, it burned from every literature he find it every book he had burned and, and so i think no, i think that the, the i think the bible's trying to tell us that i think the bible the 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 parts of the bible that are in parables that people take too literal instead of understanding that they were hidden stories like they tell us that these things are going to happen like repeatedly in cycles over and over again because this is the cycle of this of this exist of this plane of existence you know what i mean like this like because i'm i'm totally in the realm of multiple planes of existence and stuff like that Mm -hmm. like there's there there are things around us that i know for a fact we can't see i know how to make myself see them but like there's there's things around us at every moment of the day because there are there are degrees and levels and frequencies that we can't hear on see on exist on but they are here with us Mm -hmm. So then why do you believe like there has to be this balance of good and evil? What would be wrong if things were just inherently good if people didn't do evil things? What we balance? wouldn't have anything. How would yeah, we go, not go have and, anything? Go steal in front of someone. No, no, but I'm so saying go steal how... that person and tell me something good mm-hmm. will happen. No, no, no. That, but I'm... That's the reality. No, but Jesse, that what I'm asking is right because we were just bad, saying that about a reaction to it. But the yin and yang, right? this balance to keep mm-hmm. things perpetually yeah, going but what where about... would the upset be if people were just inherently good and not screwing each other over but if people i mean are inherently good that's what you're that's what you're like i don't know why we're in disagreement if the best way it would be becoming to be so much inherently good there is data showcasing how humanity as a whole has gotten better in an exponential way that five percent of the population is evil it makes it look like there's more evil but it's about five percent but i'm not yeah but look i'm not talking about society and percentages i'm talking about like the doctrine that jim is talking about can i ask you something luca sure my i have like two questions what makes you um, like reject christianity in the first place Oh, I, I don't reject Christianity. I, I, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. He's going to be oh, so king. You're, yeah, you yeah. still have some belief. Oh, no, I believe 100%, that. but my belief is based in I things will. I've read and like what Jim is talking about, right? Like I've yeah, read. John, but John's, like mm-hmm. you said, John's, you, you have to be, um, some and Hanks too, you have to be aware that most of the things that's written are written by um, men. And no, man, sure, sure. But you're going to have and believe story. Mm-hmm. So but one one w- thing I've seen, if you don't, you don't believe in God, right? Oh, no, I believe in but God. That's why there, I believe in, in Jesus there. there. So you believe there's a, a, a creation behind uh, all that. There's there, there's something at work. You, you there, believe you're not you're you to, were created in a way to answer Just to like answer your you question, Luca, created by your mind is that there can be no evil without good and like a good which is holy a good which is holy without evil is a perfect good while a good that contains evil is faulty and imperfect 
So like yeah. you you can't you you can't there can't the there cannot be no evil if there is no good and there cannot be no good if there is no evil like it, it, it the it's exactly that. required but the Jim, check, yes check out it the is required i send out in the well, chat the, check out the principle it's really literally that it's the biggest truth you can get it's about correlation and and the way things tend to relate to each other and there is always always a connection you can make even be with, between the angel and the monarch mm -hmm. well hey, because Lewis, and, I, and here's as he looked to yeah, as he looked upon the monarch you understand the arch the archangels it's one of the the things said in the cabillion it's about knowing that um like hot and well jesse cold, let me let me ask something same, real quick let me but, ask something at terms of degree and i guess this i mean this question is not, hates. this question is really for anybody darkness and so light. why there, there is a I'm, relation to our day sure sure like i'm just pole, curious right to pole. and I, I again i'm being I'm not offending anybody. I generally like to have these conversations. Well, I just want to ask because I'm curious to see people's opinion. Yeah. So what, to the best of your guys' knowledge, right? What other religions does Jesus show up in? Is he just in the Christian Bible? No. Um, the, 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 the figure shows up in a, in a few places. Yeah, he's mm -hmm. in, he's in. He's a Muslim uh, religion. Like he is considered a prophet. He is just mm -hmm. not considered yes. a prophet. But he is. Actually... He was also considered a prophet in in Buddhism. He shows up out there too. Jim, you're Ooh, over. Mormon, he's in the Mormon religion too. <laughs> and but why is this? My question, and let me let me just clarify my question a little bit more. Name recognition. If, okay, so why, right? If he was just a figment of man's mind right if this is all written up by man why do so many different religions try to lay claim on his name if he was just be, a nobody yeah. be, be, because because it, Noah, Noah's story because it was Even added it, it was added in when they started messing with history and created the letter j yeah because jesus wasn't his actual name and that's no, the weird part jesus. when it shows up in the quran he's jesus not yeshua Mm -hmm. Yeshua. So why why in Aramaic it's Yeshua and mm -hmm. then it changed at Greek? Well, we can. The they time. say Joshua sure, sure. was well, the, the traitor. We could yeah. take and I, yeah, that you're correct. Now we could take the phonetics and the language uh, evolution the same name, and everything. Though. Yeah, no, yeah. I, sure. Yeah. I'm not, but let's just forget about. I'm at what I'm asking is why they're all identifying the same person, right? Whether you want to call them. Uh, Possibly. Yeshua, Jesus, whatever, right? Because I'll tell you what it says. Well, that's what I'm saying. Part. If it's not the same, mm -hmm. then it's not the same. But Sorry. it is the same. No, 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 I get it. But but that's what I'm saying. It is the same, like, right? In the Quran, people it can, refers to Jesus. People can draw correlations and make assumptions. In, in the Quran, it refers to him as a prophet. He's more mm -hmm. like like a disciple. But he's not. not well, he's not. Well, the point. His the point moniker is not Yeshua. Name for himself. No, sure, sure. But, got but I know it's so much people. Sure, this real, is real a quick, potato though. potato. Real, debate, real quick, guys. real quick. Don't go into potato potato debate. <laughs> Just different, let's go different. off. Well, Steve, let's go yeah. off with like, let's say the Quran, right? I've, I've read yeah. it. So I know it's talking about the same person because biblically, right? Jesus was crucified. The Quran says Jesus which was came, crucified. Which came after the Greek version of the Bible. Yeah. 
No, no, but my point is all these religions are trying to lay claim on somebody who's supposedly just a figment of man's imagination. And now uh, the reason is I bring it, up the Quran is because I believe the I've all, read all it. power over his you know, name. You, you, okay, you, but you, you, you want to know, know a weird, interesting figment sure. of imagination that's involved in these books that you really should be digging into? Paul. Mm-hmm. Who was part of the Jesuits. Yep, one of the originals. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's not that we're counting the in general. We're just counting who who rewrote it, who canonized it, who made it official, who made the books unofficial. Because it's really a collection of books. Well, yeah, of course. I'm saying I'm not trying to take anything away from anybody, but I do want to point out that it's not a complete work. It is a bunch of assumptions. There are books that come after that mention the same person, and it's all alluded it's the same person. Yeah, but if we go back to the Aramaic Bible, like if we go back to the Aramaic in the original books, allegedly written by the apostles, and I'm not trying to attack anybody's, you know, beliefs. No, you're you're fine, man. Yeah, I can't, I can't put my stock in that because it requires faith, and that's what religion really is. It's a faith. But if I can lay this on you. Um, let's say that it's not good and evil because good and evil are matters of perception. People perceive to be good and evil, and it, let's go back to light and dark, that it is a bipolar system of there is light or there is the absence right. of light. So instead yeah. of trying to get into the semantics of what people believe in in general, why don't we just recognize that this is part of the system, it is a chaos, it is an order, and it is a constant restructuring of both and without defining one within the other, you can't have a, no, a um, it's about existence. Because, because then like me and, like me and Jim were what just it is. saying, because then it just becomes yeah. this merry-go-round of horrendous atrocities well, that you never have no ends. Can I, I'll can just I say you have no growth. Can I ask a question With, real quick? Without I want to yeah. ask Lewis, because he said 5% of the world is evil, the rest are in, inherently good or something. You can quote. You can correct me if I if I mess no, up. No, so yeah. So what I'm referring but, to the five percent is like around five percent is what? like what causes statistically what you see is the most violent right. of crimes. There is a obviously inside of that there is a range of like small things, nefarious sure. things here and there, and that's mostly related to necessity caused so you, by the system itself. Yeah, and I but I want to go back to because you said man is inherently good for the most part. Yes proven what's your definition of good an individual that will work for the greater of the collective than for themselves in general like they they have a compulsion to be part of a group to be in a collective remember when the system we're in has so many toxic traits that disable that mindset that that we are not that Sure. On the flip side of that, though, where's the line drawn where as soon as you cross this line, you're not good anymore? Well, actually, that's the that's the thing about it. You're it's their own really judge. subjective. And to yeah, a degree, so you can say society. you have to so raise you your standard of quality. Is, hold on, Jesse. Jesse, you man, you, buddy, you've got to stop interrupting everybody. Please. I, I'm i sorry. Please. So you said man is inherently good. So to you, your good could be my evil then, right? In, or as man, man is inherently good, a blanket statement for everybody. So I'll give you an example. Depending on the culture you're in, uh, you will look at people of a different sex in different ways. And then for some person, that is bad. 
that is evil and to one another that is not. So that's an example that is related to culture where the perception of others and creates this idea that they are evil. Like the, the idea that, for example, uh, a woman has a place in society and that's their place. And the same for a woman saying that about a man, depending on how you express that, another person from the outside will say, well, that's evil. That's oppression. And then that's an interpretation of that person in that culture. And that's the problem. When you look at a culture in the Amazon or in different parts of Africa or in Papua New Guinea, where there's several cultures that are, are, are not contacted, the way they behave, the way they see life and what is deity, what is beyond us, that helps us understand what is the universe, what is the universality of all humans. Because when we study those individuals as best we can, we learn there is inherent good, and that's why society stabilized. Scarcity causes violence. That's the problem. Capitalism as a system doesn't cause the problem. Cronyism, fascism, which we are inherent, we are currently in, it's what's causing the issues that you are seeing so widespread which yeah, are caused by these central authorities that are manipulating the system for their own benefit and then cascading the violence and, and the manipulation for like forward because that's a way to survive and the survival can look like evil depending on perception. Well, but it so is evil when is, you're stepping on people's backs to survive. Is, I mean, what you describe, I'm sorry. Hard, what do you, what do you mean on. stepping on people's backs is, to survive? Hold on real quick. Lewis is, is man being inherently good than subjective? But another way, it's a fact. And, well, it's another natural. way you might look at it is that ninety-five percent of people are self because we do it every day. Self, self-what? percentage of people that wants to be good, though. Self-government. I mean, you could say good and bad, but again, that's what he's getting into the semantics of what is good for one and maybe not good for the other. Instead, maybe say ninety-five percent of people are self-governed, which is, I mean, would consider that to be good. And, and we can use religion. You can you can use religion as a factor in how perceptions between cultures are vary greatly. But you have to understand that society is moving forward and has been moving forward in a very positive way overall. Of course, there is dynamic differences, and these differences are actually extrapolating from manipulation. Yeah, from from the theft of a few that are destroying society. We understand as a whole that a few people are actually damaging the world for profit. We are very much aware of that. And that's why we're discussing all these other people because the people that are controlling society that are essentially invisible are the ones that are causing the majority of the cascading violence thereafter. So is there a sliding scale? I go back then to, is there a sliding scale to where good is defined and once you pass this point, it's not good anymore? To a degree, but that's, that's subjective. <laughs> that's subjective. That's the problem. That's the thing we have to understand that we as human beings, can't, we can't yeah. be measured by a strict guideline unless that guideline, so that's the thing. It's like that yeah. guideline is not universal. No. A computer well, will tell be, you that. You can't, so you can't judge a fish on trying no, to climb on, a tree. Hold on, hold on. So <laughs> if, it, if it's subjective, can you flatly say that man is inherently good? It is. Yes. 
because That's because people will answer. help their neighbor. People people will feed people. People will clothe people. Time people absurd, like there's there are more people out there helping the, people than there the, are turning them away. If you're you going over. Sorry. Have you ever heard the theory that's posturized that nobody does anything just based on the fact that it's good, but there's always an ulterior motive for them, no matter what it is? But exchange is part of the process. How are we doing, my friend? My name is Jim Bob Oval Shorts, and I don't have a problem doing things for folks without looking for anything in return. Like, that's just how I roll like that. Yeah. And that's how that's how a lot of people that I know roll. That's the kind of people that I bring into yeah. my life. If you are this negative entity that is like looking for trouble, like that's probably not somebody I'm going to, you know, communicate with on a regular basis. Like I like to surround myself with the positive people that I see helping people like, you know, the neighborhood I currently live in, you know, the none of these neighbors would have a problem helping each neighbors back out if they needed to you know what i'm saying like there's it it, it's it's about believing that it's about walking outside and actually talking to your neighbor instead of listening to the news saying that you know they're some kind of terrorist or something like there's there's another factor mental illness let me big time yeah i mean this is the biggest factor that maybe it's not really being understood that mental illness completely distorts your perception so once that occurs, to a degree, that's one of the biggest problems that we're not properly addressing mental illness in this country. And that's mm-hmm. why there's such rampant violence, because the government likes it like this, because that way they can mm-hmm. militarize things some more. It's, and sell yeah. and sell some more depression pills to make somebody go off the deep end and shoot up a school like that. It's 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 allegedly. it's the system. It's the, allegedly. it's the system that does these. <laughs> no, things. it's true. If I could go back no, to I mean, what John was saying that replying to his saying that there's always an ulterior motive i would i would say to jim brother my man that it's not always a quid pro quo situation when you're getting that something in return it could just be that chemical release in your brain because you satisfied or it could just be helping someone because you want to help someone i'm not i'm not disagreeing with you but what i'm saying is when you when you have the thought that yes i I mow my neighbor's yard every time i mow mine because Mm -hmm. i I like to mow her yard she's an older lady it makes you feel good to do it i refuse payment okay so i but i get a sense of fulfillment from helping her out yeah it's a, it's a, it's no, a, I'm on a, no, I'm, I'm, on a di- I'm, I'm definitely on a different level. Like, that's what I, all I can I was, say. I was just trying to put it on something tangible. You're cutting out. I was just like, putting it on something I, to, tangible that even if you're not asking for anything in return, even if you, you're making the decision to do it just because you want to do it, that, that in and of itself is receiving something because you wow. are fulfilling something within your own self. Wow. I think, wow. I, think okay. I think another example of that is, yeah. are you, do you like to be around people who challenge you? Like, do your friends challenge you? Like mentally? <laughs> mm-hmm. Your yes. friends challenge you mentally? <laughs> like cause you to think? Oh, I could be around people that challenge me. No, like do, do your friends? I love to be around people that challenge me. I I promise right. you I promise you I wouldn't be at the point that I am today if they didn't. Right. So why one of the things you get from being around them is not just the fact that of your joyful, wonderful mood, but it's also the fact that they challenge you. You get something from that. You are not you are 
you are allowing them to challenge you to be able to expand the way that you think. And I think exchange is part of that's what it's exchange exchange is part of existence. Like to to think it's the only way we move. That's the only way entropy accelerates to think to think that I'm I'm still to still think to still somehow think that I am doing it for some for some kind of internal better feeling or benefit of myself is not on the level that I am and I will be Nobody glad when you guys catch up for that but that's one of the things that you get from it as but an that's, exchange but that's what that's what Hank was saying that even when we do something there's always an exchange it doesn't matter if it's on the most minuscule scale of you know I just like helping my neighbor out or I like being around these people because they challenge me and cause me to think nobody's saying like you're doing They're it for various reasons but we are within our own circles and we do things because there's a reason that we do things. There's a reason we hang out with yeah, everybody that we hang out cats with. Cats do the same thing. Dogs do it. Dolphins yeah, do it. Many yeah, sentient yes. beings do the exact same thing. That's all Hank and I were saying was, you know, nobody's saying like you're doing this because your neighbor's going to pay you $200 a month. A month. No. But you might get some sort of chemical reaction or you might get some sort of some sort of whatever from friends who who challenge you to think. But there's nothing bad with that. It's nobody actually it positive. Was, I wasn't saying that there no, was. Nobody said it was bad. No, nobody no, ever said it was bad. I'm saying you guys that, took it to it was bad. I just was asked, saying there is all. No matter what we do, there's always an exchange. Yeah, yeah. It's inherent is, in our nature. Yeah, and that's it, all. That it went the direction that it went because that's not how it was stated. Like it yeah, wasn't it's, about it's, an exchange. It was it was being stated that it was somebody was going was getting something from it. Like you're, you're and and that's like that's where I'm trying to explain to you. Like you you like no, nobody's getting something from it. Like I, I'm I'm not it, that's not how it works. Like it's not for real. Like I don't know. I, don't I think know, man. I guess, I think, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's my if it's my wife. I'm with my wife because I get, you know, I get something from her, right? And that's not a bad thing. Because you love her. Because I, I love her, right? And I get I get support. <laughs> I get somebody who can bounce ideas off of. Because. I hang out with my kids for the same reason because my kids most of the time challenge me in a good way. Sometimes they challenge me in the exact opposite. But this is different. This, that's what it is. This is I, different from where the original conversation was. I guess that's why it went away. Because the original conversation was about you talking about, you know, not doing anything unless you're getting something in return, we're inherently good, blah, blah, blah. Like that, that we were still trying to challenge the idea of good, good versus I, not good. Well, yeah, no, what I, I what, what brought this up was I just asked if anybody ever heard the theory that, we don't ever do anything inherently on our own, but it's always because we get we get something out of it. There's a reason behind everything. There's a reason. There's an exchange for whatever it is we do. It doesn't matter what it is, good or bad. There's always an exchange, and that's that's all I was asking. Nobody ever. So, nobody. So you guys took it down the fact that it was bad. I never. I never said anything about it being bad. It's what well. No, are you, are you make say it. that people do it intentionally? They intentionally know they're getting something out of it, or that's that's how I took that's it. how I took you saying that's how well, I yeah. took you saying intentionally it right there. Around, there's certain there I there are people I intentionally hang around because I know that I'm going to get something from them. I'm going to learn something from them or I'm going to be challenged or whatever. Most of the well, no, things no. I do hanging around people's different than doing something. Are you, that's what I took it as too. It's like people only do things because they intentionally know they're getting something out of it. When sometimes that's no. not the case. But 
I I no. guess it's behind the 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 gaze of perspectives. So if the relations you have with the person you have um something you get from is not you, you it's not the same as if you it I don't know how to put it but I think John said the best you can't have a, a, a you can't have action without intention if and if there's action without intention then they the person do it because you feel um safe to not think about it so there's a reason even behind the reason so subconsciously if somebody chooses to do something out of at the subconscious and a conscious level yeah so and we might not I, want to talk about it but it is but i've chosen to do i've chosen lots of things because i can i know i'm gifted you, area and I just you have to it. choose it's it's really no, but i just do it i do it yeah. i do it usually at my own expense i don't i don't ask for anything back so. most of helping is about self-sacrifice yeah over someone else's need right and i say that people can do that they can do that without any intention of getting something out of it I know for a fact they can. Steven's one of those people. Someone. For sure. I'll, I'll vouch for him there. <laughs> okay, did we uh, ever finish your question? I forgot what my question was. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but no, yeah, we kind of we spun out of it. So my initial question was, um, uh, aside from, you know, why does Jesus show up in these different religions? But I was also asking Jim you know, in a nutshell, what the Bible describes. But um, then we start kind of getting out of that. My, my point was this, the point I was just trying to make, and again, this is just, this is my point of view, right? We all experience reality differently. I'm not, I can't speak for any of you guys, right? So my point was this, you know, the, uh, the whole doctrine of, you know, dualism is what it's called, like good versus evil. Um, you know, evil needs good to exist, vice versa. That's uh comes from, Kabbalistic texts, right? Yep. And then it just gets repackaged and sent down the line and labeled differently. Oh, oh the same yeah, Kabbalistic it, text yeah, yeah, that Jesus that Jesus studied and practiced. So way before yeah. you say that he I mean, studied and practiced it, but if you're referring, well, Since hold on, Egypt, maybe. hold on. Yeah. If you're referring to the Babylon, excuse me, Babylonian Talmud that oh. says Jesus was an Egyptian sorcerer, the question no, I would pose, no, 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 okay. No, 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 I'm actually referring to books of the Bible that were removed that you can access in PDF files. Sure. Like and, the Gospel of Thomas. Mm-hmm. And or what about the Gospel of Mary Magdalene? Mm-hmm. Well, those are you, Gnostic. Those are different. Yeah, okay. do you know why those that were not? Be... Well, hold, hold on, hold on. But just before we start, yeah, the reason a lot of those books were taken out, right, is not because they were revealing some kind of grand secret, but because they are agnostic, they're apocryphal texts. And there, the reasons for it, like the one I like to point out, is Enoch. Enoch's actually, I, I like. If you haven't read that one, read it. It's actually really, okay. really interesting. It's a wild ride. You know why it was taken out? A lot of people like or the control. No, well, control from what? Because again, like I, I tear down. Well, hold on. I tear down the institution of like the Catholic Church as being the supreme authority over the Bible, over God's word. That that's what they do is not biblical. And I can say that confidently, like, for instance, because they have their own Bible, right? They have their own Bible with extra books, extra 80 books to be text. exact. Exactly. They also have their own set of Ten Commandments that's different than what God gave Correct. Moses on Mount Sinai. Okay. 
So let's just throw that out of there. Because if you're going to say the authority, well, then by what authority? Because biblically, the only authority is Christ in your relationship with him, right? So do you like, let's just throw that out for a second. If you like want to, I mean, play, but if you want to, if, if, well, hold on, give me one second. Let me just finish this and I'll, I'll let you speak. Then, then, so then, go, then, all right. Well, on. hold on, hold on. So going back to like Enoch, I could tell you the reason Enoch was taken out is not because of secrets because I mean, you, yeah, you could go and search and find all these secrets and all these things you want. Enoch answers actually a lot of questions, but the reason it was taken out was because I don't know if you recall, but who does, or what, in the book of Enoch, who do they claim the author claims to be Christ in the book of Enoch? They say Enoch is Christ, right? That that's, that's one of the reasons it was taken out. The other reason it was taken out was because the language that was written in, in the original manuscripts was a more, this is the wrong term. I can't remember the word I'm looking for, but it was a different, let's say dialect of Hebrew at the time. Like it was very, it was too modern. So they realized that scholars realized that it was written in a different time. And that's why they took that book out. And many of the other ones like Maccabees, uh, Maccabees 1, 2. Uh, there's a couple ones. I, I just can't remember so them off the top not, of my you're head. you attributing but... any of that to the Council of Nicaea. The actual Jesuits that murdered the brother of Jesus and rewrote the teachings of Christ. Well, yep. where's, the, where's the proof that it was any of it was rewritten? Because here's the thing. I hear many different, and people have brought that up before, or people bring up like, let's say some of the old pagan stories of religion and things that, things like that. But you would have to then just explain to me, right? Well, all the scrolls, the Dead Sea Scrolls, mm -hmm. why do you think they jumped all over that as fast as they could? Wanted to make sure there were no copies of books that could challenge the current written history well, Luca, I'll give you I'll give you, you an example. I'll give you a real example sure. instead, of, instead of throwing out just ideas. So there are there are our manuscripts that the earlier manuscripts don't have the same passages that mm -hmm. the newer manuscripts have. Sure. Such such as Jesus when he's with the woman caught in adultery and all that. That was not in the in what they consider the the oldest originalist manuscripts that they have but those those were that passage was written hundreds of years later and then along with that it it has been proven that at the very end where it says that they turned that that they walked away uh the the oldest to the youngest like the oldest left first and then it was by age basically that's not in any of the originals that was put in there by by a uh whoever was copying it at the time as well so they're they're um for me you know i grew up in the church mm -hmm. became a christian or a believer or we'll say christian when i no, i became a good southern baptist boy when i was six because that's what <laughs> happened when i when i made that walk i was taught how to be a good southern baptist boy but you know o over time I, i've come to realize that that's where the fallacies lie and i think that's the problem for a lot of people is they mm -hmm. see these things of okay this isn't in there or the fact that the oldest man or the oldest manuscript we have is still 500 years removed from the original manuscript and so trying to trying to trust men to be able to copy it correctly and not put their own influences and their own whatever else it's difficult especially when we're in 2023 and we look at all the you know, Dude, all the I things see. going on, mm -hmm. people are changing things and taking things. And, you know, and this is where I go back to man's not inherently good. Man wants to, man wants to control. 
And I still think it's a small group of people that want to leverage and maintain a manipulative control over the masses for their own benefit. Now, and if people, I don't if I don't trust the Catholic Church, then I'm definitely not going to trust the Catholic Church to put the correct translations in for me to read. Sure, so, no, I, I understand where you're getting at, but the thing I the thing I I'm also like to bring up is there's over. Let's let's say let's start from the earliest one, like Revelations, right? With Revelations, I mean, you that's the only book I'm aware of in any theological circle that really like specifically explains, you know, what's happening towards the end times. Like my favorite uh my favorite example to bring up, because I just I think it's just interesting personally, is um, you know, it's in Revelations it says those who don't take the mark of the beast or worship his image, right, can't buy, sell, or trade. No point in time did the technology exist for that to have to be enforceable, right? Because people bartered, they traded with physical coins, they traded services. Now with centralized digital currencies, that exists. Like to enforce that rule, that exists. But they knew right? it was evil and what what it would lead to. So I mean, the way I see it though, more I almost I've gotten to the point now where I see it more of a playbook than mm-hmm. A, prof- a prophetical book mm-hmm. you know if i write down i'm gonna go to i'm gonna go to baskin robbins next week just because i go to baskin robbins next week doesn't mean i prophesied it sure it sure. was my plan you know and i i start i'm starting to see with how evil the powers that be are and how long i believe they've been evil and that that plan has been around mm-hmm. i see it more as just a plan and just because they wrote it doesn't mean it's prophecy sure but here and and I get what you're saying, but one thing that I also like to look at is people forget, like, like the Gospels of Christ, right? They were, they're the completion of Old Testament prophecy, right? Because like, like Isaiah 53, that's one that I, I really like. It describes the crucifixion of Christ before crucifixion was a real thing. But they wasn't even invented yet. If you read it, I mean... I just, there's too much for me. Again, I'm talking, this is my personal, me personally. I'm not, I can't speak for any of you guys. There's too much coincidence for it to, for me to believe that it's not divine, divinely inspired. The other thing with that is I've read a lot of like occult books and I've read a lot of like alt religions and they all, and it's the ones people always throw out that claim to say, oh, it tears down the Bible. The story is the similar, similar, this, that, and the other, but it never is. It's usually little, small little parallels, small little abstract uh, parallels or similarities. And people, you know, like to just say, oh, well, there it is. I, I completely shattered the Bible and Christian theology. But there's never anything like, and, and the point, and this was going back to the question I gave Jim, was I was just curious to see, like, you know, how, how you summarized it, if you've read it. And the way I summarize it, right, this is like the Bible in a nutshell is the moral law that was given to the Hebrews back in the day, right, was contradictory to their way of living. So there had to be something that compelled them or made them want to adhere to that stricter moral law, right? Because it was good for them. Don't kill each other. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal all, all that good stuff. So one thing I like to look at is what force or what did those people see that was so moving and so powerful that led them to adhere to that type of covenant, right? And then moving forward from that, all like I and I can't I'm, I'm beating myself up for it because I can't remember the exact uh, biblical verse. 
but there's a few biblical verses in the Old Testament talking about why there needs to be a mediator between man and God, right? And that that would end up inevitably be Christ because the old moral, I'm sorry, excuse me, the uh, old covenant between man and God, that uh, that Judaic law, religious law, that was meant to be a mirror, right? A mirror to show man's depravity. They couldn't adhere to it because if you break one law, you break them all, right? So you're, you know, you're unclean, you sin against God. That's why they had the sacrifice of the animals and things like that to cleanse people. So who then would be the mediator between man and God? And ultimately it, it would be Christ. And then the other thing that I just find, I personally find interesting biblically that- That's first you know, Timothy, by the way. Is it first Timothy? Yeah, it's first Timothy, like two something- Two six, two seven, two five. That, so that might be a parallel passage because I know there is one earlier. I want to the say there's, it's more... there, there's there's one mediator between God, man, and the man mm -hmm. is Christ Jesus. And it, like that as well. So so First Timothy, but they weren't paralleling the. I could I could have sworn there was one in Exodus. Uh, there may be. Okay, well I'll find it. My point my point is this: like the whole thing that and a lot and it's a shame on a lot of these churches that they don't talk about it. And I, I bring it up a lot on my podcast. Nobody talks about the occult gods that people were worshiping at the time, you know, because there's there's multiple gods talked about in the Bible and why Jesus or I'm sorry, why Yahweh, right? The Christian God, God of the Bible, why he was sending Israel out to conquer these nations. You know, a lot of people, when they like to quote the Bible or they like to crap on it, they like to say that God was just some vengeful dick who was just sending people out to mer ma massacre these nations. But a very few people bring up the fact that. You know, some of the tribes around Israel were worshiping Baal, worshiping Molech, worshiping the Ashram, all these uh, pagan deities, right? And people were sacrificing their kids to them. They were immolating, uh, excuse me, immolating their yeah. children, immolating people yeah, to yeah, these yeah. deities, right? The uh, other thing that unfortunately a lot of churches don't talk about, and I see why you bring up uh, Jim, uh, Enoch is being taken out because they're trying to hide secrets. Enoch, I like it because, again, you know, it does touch a lot on the Nephilim and what happened and where all this knowledge came from, right? But the Nephilim are still talked about in Genesis. Like, it brings it up. And those were those fall, those were those gods, those pagan gods that people worshipped, was these fallen angels that were, met, were really demons masquerading around as pagan gods and deities that people were worshipping. See, there's... And again, and I want to bring up the other point I had too, man. And I understand, Steve, what you're saying as far as like, um, you know, when I said, uh, why does Christ show up in all these different religions? And oh, well, you know, the name, because originally, you know, Yahweh, and then there's Jesus. And how do we know it's the same people? I well, can't Yahweh go over. Is... Oh, I'm sorry. I meant Yeshua. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you're correct. No. I, I meant Yeshua. That was my, my mistake. But uh and again, we could go over it. We could keep going in circles all night. But one thing right. I want to point out is, and I, I bring up the Quran because there was a time, like I really, like when I realized the Catholic church wasn't doing biblical Christianity, you know, I was looking at other religions and that's why I read all these occult books. I read the Kabbalah and things like that. So, and this is not just solely for the Quran. Like there's other theological books that talk about Christ. So the reason I bring up the Quran is because it's probably it's an Abrahamic religion, right? So it it affirms Christ as being a historical figure. It affirms the virgin birth. It affirms 
that he was a miracle worker. They just they just don't believe in his deity, right? They just don't believe he was he was God in the flesh because Christianity, that's the premises of Christian belief is you believe that God, that all-seeing, all-knowing, invisible God manifested himself here in the flesh to be that proof mark of the righteous way. That's why in back in the day, you know, the um, early Christians were called people of the way or people of the way. So I just find it interesting that this supposed nobody or who's in a figment of man's imagination or just a repackaged, you know, source from some of the Kabbalic texts and all this is constantly referred to as the same person or is talked about in these other religions or these other religions try to say, well, like in Hinduism, right? He's an avatar of, um, who's Vishnu. A, uh, Vishnu. Yeah. But there's a God above him. Uh, Brahman. Brahman, I think it is, right? Well, they're all related. In, yeah. In so there's so, only four major deities that reduce mm -hmm. into eight other deities. Sure. And so that's, one that's of the, the ones we know about from the Tamil belief. Sure. The sure. Tamil people. Sure. So he's one of the avatars there, right? In Buddhism, they yeah, said potentially he was, uh, could be. Yeah. Sure. sure. There's so no direct link that I've seen. I'm just saying no one here mm -hmm. think is challenging the validity of modern humanity here. Oh, I no, no. I'm all saying like, no, Maybe we need to look into this because modern Christianity stems from several passing downs of several different books that mm -hmm. are written well after the, the events. And the only books that were written even close to the events are heavily redacted, in my opinion. Like there's there's a, a leverage and control system to keep the original mm -hmm. teachings of Christ under lock and key because it teaches us to be our own gods, in my opinion. But no, and I agree with you. I agree with what you're saying. And this is why I bring up Kabbalistic texts. And this is why I think Kabbalism, like yeah, that stems from way further back. I mean, even Solomon wrote the books of Solomon, allegedly. Well, and I, that has been changed mm -hmm. from the original text. Well, Luca, I think one of the one of the answers to your question is if you've looked at all into not the Vatican, but the Church of Rome, which was before the Vatican mm -hmm. and their creation of Islam. Mm hmm. Take a look at and so it makes sense why Jesus would be in Islam. Yeah, because it's written well after. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's well. to it's to it's like when Disney started dumping a stuff into Star Wars to make it legit. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. They just needed some power players in there to make people. Mm -hmm. No, I get it. Well, look, and I'm point... not saying that's true. I'm just no, of course. It makes it makes sense though. As, yeah. Sure. No, no, I, I hear you. The my point is this, and uh and I, I, I really, like I said, I've, I've said multiple times, I enjoy having this conversation. If you guys want to have it again, feel free to invite me. Um, it's, I, it's 10 o'clock here where I'm at, so I'm going to have to sign off in a minute. But I do just want to say this. Um, for me, right, the reason I don't believe in like the te like Kabbalistic teachings or this balance is because to me, it just seems crazy that you have that nothing is fundamentally good or evil. And, and I agree, uh, Stephen, with what you said, like you think a lot, or you believe that it's being hidden from us because we, they don't want us to know that we're supposed to be our own gods. If you believe like we're supposed to be our own gods, this is where that, that problem comes into play of, well, then who gets to be the final moral authority? Because if you believe in like, you know, the, well, the I have an answer. Good I do have an answer for that. Okay, I want to hear uh, in a, in a right after I say this. So, 
the 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 point I'm making is this: because I believe that this is why I, I believe Jesus is is Lord and is is the actual unseen God is because he when he comes back, that's it, right? For all the evil and all the wicked and people who bury their humanity. And he is going to be the fundamental good. He is going to be that righteous avenger, that righteous beacon of moral uh, superiority. And biblically, Christ comes back to be our king, right? And to reign in the millennial kingdom. And time just perpetuates on with, you know, brotherhood, peace, the, the whole shebang. You know what I mean? Without having having to have that, you know, evil being a proof mark of what is good or what is good is is a proof mark of what is evil. But anyway, what were you going to tell me? I'm sorry. Each individual is mm -hmm. their own master, regardless. They're going to choose to do good. They're going to choose to do mm -hmm. evil or what per people perceive to be. So in that, in that same train of thought, um, if Christ is within us and we are our own sovereign Kings and Queens, mm-hmm. Uh, wouldn't that mean that he comes back with a vengeance within us and we are the hammer of vengeance and justice and that we are the ones that bring the peace? Well, biblically, if you talk about it biblically, he comes back with the saints, right? And we're saints. And, and this is where I think people get lost is because, you know, Catholicism teaches people well, like, that this yeah well we're well, also working from mm -hmm. uh, from an agreed we all can agree that it was written a long time ago it's written mm -hmm. by people that maybe some of us trust maybe some of us don't i can't then make an assertion an absolute assertion on that information i can make a postulation and i can say yeah probably but until he comes back and people bend the knee we're kind of at this point where hey Maybe we shouldn't be dicks to each other, and we should be cool. <laughs> no, I agree. We should, we should all not be that? dicks to each other. Where's the harm so. in that, though? I mean, why do we why do we need uh, an external reason to be excellent? Well, because to each other. It. I agree with you. The problem more becomes like what we John was bringing up too is like that more, and what I had brought up is the more the excuse me the moral foundation because man somebody at some point and we're seeing it now right because we've been talking about it on this episode of the podcast about you know centralized authority man's authority yeah. uh men being replaced with god genocides happen when people believe that man is the final authority because then when you have enough people believing in your cause man anything you do is is righteous and just well, in their eyes that's the biggest problem you cannot legislate morality can't do it because okay. That that consolidated power in the hands of the few always gets abused, and the people mm -hmm. are always subject to the fallout from that, as we all are living right now. Mm -hmm. Agreed. But and that's why I believe in Jesus is because a, a whole host of reasons. You know, I'm just trying to nutshell it all, and no I one, just as you guys are too. You know, we're all trying to give each yeah. other the nutshell summary. You know what I mean? Well, without so, without without interjecting chaos, there's sure. no growth. And if we don't have this conversation, then people just go on believing what they're told. Sure. So, well, only a, I, yeah. No, go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. Well, off. only a lie. Only a lie doesn't like being questioned. The truth, you can question mm -hmm. it all your way, in, inside out, upside down. It's all going to be the same, no matter. At the Agreed. End of the day. I agree with you, and I just want to say this is a final point. And then, John, I think you were going to say something. I just um, hit my eye. I can oh, talk. sorry. 
Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> I do want to say this though, man. I, I, it's a shame because I feel like a lot of churches put a bad taste in people's mouths, especially when it comes to like Jesus and the gospel. Yeah, God, it's okay to question your beliefs. And personally, that's how yeah. I got to this point because you know I was not overtly religious. You know, I grew up in the Catholic Church, and that this is why I started reading. You know, like uh, Eliphas Levi. I'm sure J- Jim's heard of him. I'm sure any of you guys who be- like have read the um, Kabbalah or read those uh, like doctrines of um i can't i can't remember the name but anyway eliphas levi was a you know an occult scientist and he wrote a lot of uh interesting books on black magic and ritualistic this that and the other the reason for me that uh i just when i started questioning things and when i actually started looking at like what the gospels say compared to like these other theological books or like what the occult books say and when I really started to question it, I mean, I, that I, I came to Christ, man. That's when I got baptized when I really started looking at it. So I, like, I just challenge you guys, man. And look, respect all around. And I appreciate you all being cool and not feeling attacked. I really do enjoy this group already because, you know, I, I, we're in a point in this society where people feel like if you disagree with them or have a dissenting opinion that you hate them, which is not yeah. the case, man, we can yeah. all be adults and yeah. like yeah. everybody here, you know, is cool with it because we're adults, right? Sure do. Exactly. Look, I'm mad you stole so, my line, man. <laughs> what, ha- what happened? <laughs> I said, I'm mad at you. You stole my line. I was well, just I, about yeah, to thank all y'all for court. just being awesome, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, hey, brother, you can still continue it without it. I just got to sign off in a, in a minute, but I, you know, thank you for having me. And I definitely would love to come back and I won't be tardy next time. Now that you got my number, just hit me up. So Drew, Drew America Edition's not our, uh, our little <laughs> communication bridge. Yeah, um, I got you, brother. But one thing I will say, guys, man, look, it, if you haven't actually taken the time to just sit and just uh, either read the Bible, you don't even have to read it cover to cover. Just try just read the New Testament, man, and come up with your own conclusions, because a lot of times from what I see, man, is um, people have little bits and pieces of, uh, of the gospel and it's interjected sometimes with, you know, occult beliefs or uh, you know, their religious experiences with certain churches. One thing I can tell you though, man, is uh, the premises of Christ's gospel is to have a relationship directly with him. There is no me, there is no mediator between you and Christ. It's you, Christ and God, you know, the church, take the church out of it, take the Pope out of it, take, you know, the, and I'm, I'm a huge proponent of not falling into groups that have like religious authority figures to mediate all that, because that always leads to abuse case in point what Steven brought up, you know, that, that shit, man, is going to lead to abuse. Just have a relationship, you know? And if you read it and you don't feel the same way, I mean, God bless you anyway, brothers, you know, like we all experience reality differently. There's no reason to get mad or pissy at people for having different points of view, man. And that's really what it boils down to is can you be an adult, you know, can you be men and just talk about different, viewpoints and your different beliefs without getting mad and that and we really need to start coming back to that man because too many people get get offended or get into their feelings and you know want to argue because people want to be right you know it goes back to what jim was saying man just kind of bury your ego and, and just talk about it you know so i didn't mean Hell to hog yeah. the mic feel no, i'm done now good, <laughs> No, I just I think it's beautiful that, you know, I mean, we're all obviously very passionate in what we don't you know, believe ourselves, but I don't think any of us are to the point where we're not willing to have an open discussion 
Yeah, yeah which is nice, man, because some, some people be, get spit and venom, you know, That's sometimes right. when you challenge their beliefs. But I'm I mean, glad you guys. I mean, honestly, I, I don't even believe the same way as you do as far as it comes to you know, biblical teachings, like, and, and that's just, you know, further division that I believe was created to keep us off from finding an ultimate truth. I think at the end of the day, we are all of us looking for the same thing. We might be calling it different things and we might be looking for, you know, different names, but at the end of mm -hmm. the day, we're all searching for a truth that is the truth. And we're trying to get somewhere that isn't here. You know, and I think that's a beautiful thing, man. Because at the end of the day, I really don't think ultimately the answers lie in any book or any church or any four walls. It's going to lie in something that you realize spending day after day being the best you that you can be, which goes back to the whole argument that we've been your conversation we've been having all night long about what is good. I think it's something that you make up yourself. You hold your, you know, it's, it's widely influenced by a variety, of, a variety of things. You know, the people you're around, the world that you're currently living in, you know, your neck of the woods. I think it's, it's a culmination of things that you adhere within yourself that you decide is good. Other people tell you what they think is good, but at the end of the day, you must make the decision yourself. And I think that's, what, what Jim's been saying, what John's been saying, what Luca, what you've been saying, what Steve's been saying, what we all been saying is, is that you have to take away everything else and just go within yourself and you're going to find some answer. What you call that answer is up to you. Well, I think it's also, we, we shouldn't be measuring ourselves against people in the past or people in the, we should be measuring ourselves against ourselves. And that's kind of what it is. You know, you can take information in, but you're only going to keep what's useful most of the time. So, I think, too, a lot of times we, we get trapped in the fact of, well, if this is false, that makes everything else false as well, right? Like, yeah. if religion is bad, then Jesus isn't real. And you can't make that yeah, statement man. because religion is a man-made thing, you know, and it's a, it's a social construct and everything else. And so you've got you to be able to separate yourself from one versus the other kind of thing and be able to look at it on a more personal level and that's where you have to really make your decision of okay this is where i'm at my crossroads this is where i have to make the decision i can't do it because the catholic church waged, waged wars for hundreds of years or you know this church bombed an abortion clinic or this church did that or this pastor said this and but this pastor said this so which ones you know and that's where i think a lot of people get I guess confused is maybe the word it's probably more than that, but it's like, they can't separate one from the other. If a is bad, then B through Z is bad also. Well, no, a is bad. It doesn't mean L is bad. You know, you gotta, you gotta go and take a look and, and really figure it out for yourself. For sure. Guys, I think this has been a, a beautiful, beautiful conversation that we've had. Somehow yeah, we haven't burnt everything down. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, what do we solve? Hopefully, we solved a lot. Hopefully, somebody somewhere gets something from all Hopefully. of this. I'm sure somebody will, so. man. I, what's important too is like just having, you know, having conversations like this, man. It's just, it's fun. It's engaging, and somebody's gonna get something out of it, man. It's definitely never done in vain, in my opinion. So, 
That's what's up. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Why don't y'all plug your stuff? Give every, you know, well, you can find a... you can find the four from my crew plus like five more because we got a whole friggin' basketball team going on over huh. there at unconstitutional <laughs> unconstitutionalawakening.com. And we've got all kinds of great stuff going on over there. Uh, constant episodes on top of, uh, you know, when we have guest sh- spots like this on other people's shows, I always just share the links on the website to these as well. So people can get back to all the awesome places you can find us hanging out and all the awesome people we get to meet. Jim, Bob, Luis, Steven, and Jesse, it's been a pleasure having y'all on the show. Um, oh, I hope we didn't scare none of y'all off. <laughs> 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 hope to be having y'all back in the future. Um, it's been a pleasure chatting with y'all. John, let the people know where they can find you, man. Yeah, uh, John the Fed. You can find me uh, <laughs> right now. It's Instagram. Uh, Spotify and Podbeam, I think. The other ones are giving me fit, so I'm not up on there yet. Uh, appreciate the invite. Um, you know, it's uh, it's nice being in the second inning because usually that's when you bring in your big hitters, anyways. Your four, five, and six. You know, your cleanup hitters. So that's kind of you know clean up the best that the that the first episode brought in. So that's kind of nice. But no, seriously, it's a uh, the podcast is called How the Hell Did We Wind Up Here? Um, it's supposed to be more of a you know not just throwing things out like keywords like masons or lizard people or <laughs> or something like that but really being able anybody who comes on you know you have the opportunity to pick one two maybe three things that you see is wrong with the world today and kind of backtrack it for the audience be able to figure out this is how we got here you know because ai didn't just appear overnight right or you know religion just didn't appear overnight or things like that so let's let's look how how oh, throughout history we've been led up to this point um you know, for me, the, the two big things that has made the world as messed up as it is today for is is the Catholic Church and the education system. But, you know, the great thing is, is when when people come on, everybody has a different point of view. You know, I talked about Adam from Deborah got red pilled. His was Ruby Ridge. Hank came on and we talked about the it was the Fed, right? That's what we yeah, talked the about. Rockefellers and the, the Rockefeller 1900s. Fed. Yeah, the Rockefellers and the Fed and all that. You know, other people have come on and they've given. So the nice thing is, is, you know, everybody's kind of got a different point of view. But, you know, nobody talks over each other. Nobody, you know, yells you're wrong kind of thing <laughs> this is your uh this is your point of view and it's your you know it's your opportunity to be able to come on so uh if anybody wants to come on just shoot me a message find me whatever uh love to have you on so this way you get your first flat earther the most aggressive people i've ever met podcast <laughs> in general you mean you want him to you mean you want me to send him moral bob <laughs> no i mean i'd love to have moral bob back on moral I, bob I, just so you guys know, Moral Bob is one of my best friends. I'm gonna I'm gonna be completely honest yeah. with you right now. Well, that's maybe. fine. He was yeah, super he was he was super so. rude to my best friend down there, Luis. And <laughs> called it called him a bunch of names and drug him around on Instagram for weeks. Hey, hey, and yeah, we need a rematch. Hey, he's so, not yeah, yeah, on this gym. There's no point in oh, talking my. about it. No, let's do a rematch. Come on, let's get it together. I'm I'm down. Let's go. Luca, bro, let them know where they can find you at. <laughs> so if you guys want to hear more about, uh, you know, government conspiracy, uh, the occult <laughs> Satanism uh, and all that and how it ties in biblically, uh, you find me at the Justified Belief Podcast, excuse me, on Spotify, 
Apple iTunes, wherever I, I spend it, put it out to a whole bunch of places. Mainly Spotify is the best way. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. And if you guys ever want to, you know, hop on there and, you know, share, you know, your theological beliefs and things of that nature, you know, feel free to reach out justified belief at gmail.com. Gentlemen, it's been a blast. Thank you all for joining. Uh, listeners, I hope y'all enjoyed this because I sure did. <laughs> this has been a fucking shit show and I loved every second of it. That <laughs> ah, was good. We did that. was real good. It's always good. a good time. Always yeah, a good man. time. But until no. next time, we're going to catch y'all later. Yeah.